You're listening to Fakeologist Audio Chat. This is a new and exciting way to communicate with fellow fakeologists from all over the world. Each day we compress and post the day's audio into a file that can be big or small. Discover new voices and ideas that talk about media fakery like you never did before. Please search for Fakeologist Audio Chat and Fakeologist Main Show on your favorite podcast app. To connect to our always on and always streaming audio chat, go to fakeologist.com forward slash audio chat. To listen to the live stream, go to fake11.com forward slash radio 2. Now, on with the audio chat. Hi folks, this is Alan, what's his name? On January the 15th, 2023, and you've got a special guest coming up. It's the wonderful Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum to uh, introduce the show before Rick comes to talk to himself. So I'll be, I'll be off, go and feed Hamish and Hamish and Hamish, very cats. I'll be back later perhaps. Thank you. This is Klaus Fobb from the Bail Economic Forum, and you're listening to Fake Allers Audio on fakeallers.com. Now, I must, I must say this, Happy New Year. No, not Happy, Miserable New Year, I should say. Miserable New Year to all of my friends and the listeners on the fakeallersaudio.com. Because we don't like to be happy, we like to be miserable and grumpy. This is wonderful. Good for you. Let me just say this. There's more benefit to be walking around miserable because you never dis, you, you always, there's not, there's not a problem. You're miserable all the time. It's fantastic. I like, I love it. I, I'm miserable about it. Yeah. Anyway, I, 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 I thought I should, uh, one of my new, um, things because I have, have to, you know, to, to, to show the, uh, United Nations that are following my orders that I am also following their orders. But of course, this is a lie. But don't anyone, believe, as you know, Telly said, will delete anything I say, hopefully, that will be implicated in the future. But what I am uh, offering to show you today is the, my new recipe for vegan adrenochrome. Be told 100%. This is 100% vegetable and fruit-based adrenochrome. Okay, it's wonderful. It, you don't have to feel, you know, that you are sacrificing small children or anything like that or terrifying them. What you do is you terrify your fruit and vegetables. So I've been doing this for, for some time, you know. I, I, I have barbed wire put around my uh, vegetable patch. And at the fruit trees, I have um, a machine gun pit based uh, next to them in case any of the fruit decides to escape. This will be impossible from Klaus Schwab's backyard, guaranteed 100%. And the other thing that we need to do is make sure your vegetables and fruit are miserable. Miserable. And they are, oh, you know, you, you want them to be fearful, fearful every day. So this builds up the vegetarian, uh, vegan adrenochrome. Be told 100%. We, we scare them every night. I lecture the carrots that they are going to be put through the blender in the morning. I make sure they know they are going to be put through the blender. And don't think I'm using anything. I, I use not, none of this Geshen anti-cancer uh, cold press stuff. No, 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 no. The Klaus Schwab blender. It's slow. It's, it's got lots of sharp, nasty, pointy bits in it. 
and it makes the carrots suffer for the ice, the adrenochrome into your daily or uh, vegetable juice or fruit juice every morning. So, and, and the other thing you need to do is threaten the fruit and vegetables that uh, if they uh, try to escape, they'll be rounded up and put in the crisper bin in the vegetable in the, in the refrigerator. Therefore, they will be, um, how, how would you say, uh, more terrified. This produces more vegan adrenochrome. Be told 100%, you heard it, you heard it here first from class form. <clears throat> uh, what else do I do? I, no, I, and the other thing, what you do is you need to sow seeds of this trust into them. They must, so I, what I tell the beetroot is that the carrots betrayed them. The carrots are the one, the reason they are going to be blended up in the morning. And this gets them angry. They get more adrenochrome through their, um, root system. And then I tell the carrots that the beetroot are plotting against them. This works 100%. Every morning when I have my, 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 my smoothie and my vegetable, uh, adrenochrome, I feel fantastic because they were, my vegetables and the fruit have been absolutely terrified for the last Two months beforehand, guaranteed 100%. And the other thing I must say, do never trust a bee, uh, no, uh, what, what is the fruit? Uh, the, the, the broccoli, don't trust them. They are duplicious. I've learned this. Um, and, and they, and they will accept anything and they, they will go around and, and tell the other vegetables good things and you don't want that. So don't trust the broccoli. This is 100% true. Anyway, I must be off now to uh, have another vegan adrenochrome and I'll be back maybe. Good evening, this is Rick. Be told. Be told. 100% guaranteed. On Sunday, the 15th of January, 2023. And my God, the stars, the, the, the amount of people dropping dead. It's a who's who. It's, we, we've got to get a celebrity bingo getting going at the moment. I mean, Dick Van Dyke's still going. He's got to be next. Got to be next. You hit it here first. You hit it here first, folks. Uh, but for... Uh, Eight is enough star, the young youngest son on that show, which I unfortunately watched in the 70s. 54, 54, 5 and 4, dead, heart attack. Uh, one of my favorite, or no, one of my favorite, but one of the great um, 60s icons, very good looking in a day, and I would say raw-blooded, guaranteed, merry and faithful. Chain-smoked probably and drank bottles of red wine since the 60s. Dead. But, uh, you know, there's no surprise there, really. But, my God, there's been an awful lot of celebrities dying. I mean, not an incredible amount. I talked about it last night on the Fake Oldest Audio with uh, Frank and Ab, be told. I said um, to um, the uh, wonderful uh, Jan Eric, who contacted me during the week and said he'd been enjoying these shows. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Didn't complain about my sound volume. Didn't mention anything about that, like someone did. Talking too loud. Well, I ha- I'm, I'm sorry that I've been talking too loud since uh, 1964. And probably earlier in the womb, I would have been talking. I'm, I'm here to say. That's my uh, guess. <clears throat> um, also got a nice uh, email from someone, a, a Margaret today, saying that she enjoys my conversations because I talk a lot about interesting things. Thank you, Margaret. I would agree with that. I would agree. Now, I've got the Playboy Reader here, the 12th anniversary. It's from 1967. I know. Would it be 1968? I think it might have been 1970, 12th anniversary, because it came out in the 50s. Um, 
it's got Ernest Hemingway, James Baldwin, Anne Fleming, Vladimir Nabokov, Aldous Huxley, James Jones, Julian Huxley, Robert Graves, Irwin Shaw, Vance Packard, just incredible amount, and many, many others, many, and Jack Kerouac. Very interesting, say, 15-page interviews from the original Playboy magazine. Not a single breast in sight in the book, sadly, I must say. Not that I was expecting that, but um, it was a um, purchase based on the fact that that, um, uh, Hugh Hefner was a CIA man, guaranteed. Guaranteed. And that magazine, just like the women's magazines, was funded and run by CIA with an agenda. And you'll find that the only people that wrote in the book are interesting players, like Ian Fleming. He's he's written a, a a, bo- a short Bond novel that's never been published anywhere else probably, but Playboy called the Hildebrand Rarity, the Hildebrand Rarity. Rarity. Um, but w- what's of interest is the Julian Huxley article, which I'll, I'll read a bit about it, but I just went through it again, and it's totally everything you've already heard 10,000 million times already, guaranteed. Um, but it's called The Age of Overbreed by Julian Huxley. And it says, following the appearance of Julian Huxley's The Age of Overbreed in Playboy 65, so this is 965, at least seven to eight years before Club of Rome came out with identical message. One reader wrote that the article should bring home a vital message that many Americans who like the unassuming fat man can't see the direction of his own two feet. So they're basically saying that, you know, too many people, too many people. So, so mentions here his background. So uh, he was knighted in 58. There's a sign. There's a sign. Um, Huxley was born in 1887 to a family of intellectuals described on page 550. Sir Julian, not unexpectedly, revealed a great talent at an early age. He won a scholarship to Eton. Now, there's a, I can't tell you enough that Eton, if they went there, watch out. Watch out. And then to Oxford, where he studied natural science and captured the 1903 new... It's called Nudigate. N-E-W-D-I-G-A-T-E. Nudigate Prize for Poetry. A confirmed atheist by conviction and an inveterate bird watcher. That's the birds, the feathered kind, as opposed to the playboy one. His vocations have included teaching zoology in England and the United States, advising native education in East Africa, I've got to imagine that, and directing London's Regent's Park Zoo, brain trusting for the BBC during World War II, supervising biological films, his private life of the Gannets, that's funny, won an Oscar in 1934, and writing numerous scientific books and essays. In 1946, Sir Julian was appointed Director General of the UNESCO, now, I can't talk lower enough about that organisation, a position that he held for two stormy but constructive years at the time he stated his goal as a single world culture with its own philosophy and background of ideas. <laughs> Alan Watt, not Alan Watt's name, the uh, Alan Watt cutting through the matrix.com, go on there and you'll, he's read that many, many times. I haven't got a copy of it, to be honest, but um, it's absolutely frightening what he said. He, he told you what they're going to do using injections, food, 
plastics, etc., to bring down humanity as a much more to a much more controllable level by about now. Now, you're listening to what talking to himself. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi, this is Gold from Brand Manitoba, and you're listening to Fakeologist Audio Chat on fakeologist.com. How jolly for you. How wonderful to hear. I don't, didn't quite get that voice, but um, I'm sure he's an interesting person. Make sure you do your bumper. Go on to fakeologist.com and go to SpeakPipe if you're not going to, if you don't want to be on a show and do, do a little bumper. We've got um, a lot of talent that's disappeared off the um, main sites over the last, since 20, I think 2012, Ab started this. And guess who was the first guest? Begins with R, ends with O. One of his first guests and still around. I haven't spoken for the last couple of days, but be told he's still around. And I'm gonna, I'll read some of this, but it's like I'm telling you, it's just, you know, absolute. You've heard it all before. Unless he chooses to mend his reproductive ways, man is heading for the greatest disaster in his history. Why is that we, the human species, have not yet become fully alive to this frightening fact? It's because you hadn't started writing your bullshit, Jules, be told. Partly because of the common human tendency to put off facing disagreeable facts until the last possible moment, but largely because people have not learned to think in terms of human processes and tends to rather than of the material mechanisms and systems, they have not learned to think of man as both a product of and an agent of the overprocess of evolution. And in particular, they have not bothered to think quantitatively about the basic process of population growth. Now, you, this has um, been going on since, uh, you know, a uh, uh, hundred years prior to this. The, the, the guy, you know, that um, uh, wanted population um, decreases the uh, English um I was going to say Munchausen, but it may as well be. Um, whatever his name is, anyway, it just slipped out of my brain for the minute. It'll be, it'll be back. It'll be back. Let me begin with a few figures. World population is now nearly three and a quarter billion. This is 65. 65. And is multiplying at a compound interest rate of one and three quarters percent per year, which is producing an increase of over 60 million in this present year. They'll have the six business. The, un- the equivalent of the whole population of the US in three years. When I last wrote about population two years ago, the annual increase, see, notice he wrote in 63 and then 65. What are those two numbers added up? Hmm? Work that one out. Napoleon Wilson, get your calculator. Um, when I last, da, 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 the annual increase was estimated at 55 million. The surprise since then is partly automatic an increasing population will give a bigger increase each year. But it is partly due to faulty estimation. As census figures improve, earlier estimates of increase have always proved too low. This means that a daily increase of 160,000, the equivalent of one of our British new towns, new towns, two words, not one, every year through, every day throughout the year. And of the 110, 11, 11, every minute, the equivalent of 11 baseball teams. There he goes, dropping those numbers, folks. Dropping those numbers. It had to be 11 baseball teams. And there are more, and yet there are people so quantitatively illiterate that they talk of shipping our surplus population to other planets. Elon Musk. 
Next year, the absolute net increase will, of course, be greater. Even the great rate of increase stays the same, even if the rate of increase stays the same. But in, actually, the rate is increasing too. In other words, population increases accelerating. Now, I'm not going to waste my time reading this bullshit, but I'll, I'll flick through and find a few keynotes. Um, barring accidents like a nuclear war, getting that one out, accidents like a nuclear war, what about the future? By the year 1999, which I choose rather than 2000, for the same reason that shopkeepers price an article at $1.98 rather than $2, world population will be certainly have reached 6 billion. Is that number. And, in, and may well be nearer to 7 billion. Of the present rate of increase still continues, if it continues till 2050 AD, world population will be around 20 billion. 20 billion. And by 25 AD, half a millennium is not a very short time in the perspective of evolution. And he's, of course, evolution, he has to keep name dropping because his father, grandfather rather, was uh, the Darwin's bulldog, the guy that referred to as Darwin bulldog, who pushed the whole Hindu Darwinism, Hindu sourced Darwinism. I'm, I'm the one putting Hindu behind it, but it was. <clears throat> Which, of course, as Euclid would say, is absurd. No population, human or animal, can continue to multiply geometrically by compound interest because this involves an unlimited increase. But again, waste of time, absolute waste of time. Uh, he, he goes through and he's just, you know, he gives you Costa Rica as an example of, you know, where they've been run down by um, many, many regimes or whatever to have too many people and not enough jobs. They use that as an example, but they were the ones that controlled Costa Rica to get to where it went, guaranteed. Um, after food, water, of course, will be a limiting, a limiting factor in arid lands, but the so-called civilised nations are so used to thinking of water as inexhaustible that it is a shock to find populations pressing on water supplies, even in our own temperate countries, England, where it rains all the time. What will they be talking about water shortages in England, please? In England, the southeast is menaced by water shortage. Within a f if it's so, so, sorry, back in England, the southeast is menaced by water shortage within a few years. Northern con conurbations, conurbations, never heard that word before, like Manchester, Manchester. We know someone from there are in a bitter dispute with the national parks over their proposal to take more water from the English lakes. Evaporation from industrial cooling towers is reducing the flow of rivers like the Trent. California is still proud of its growth, but even now has given it the esteemed title by current American standards of the most populous state in the Union. Now, that's probably true back then because they were flooding them in off the land which they del deliberately, remember the Grapes of Wrath movie about the, um, uh, you know, the, the um, dust storms and engineered, guaranteed 30, 40 years prior to that to get all those farmers off their land into those factories that were springing up all through California. John Adams did all this on, uh, on hoaxbusters and fakeologists and fakeologists many years ago. Five or six years ago. Where is he? Let's get him back. Let's get him back. Good stuff. Um, yeah, California, very interesting. The history of it, really. Go back to Hoaxbusters calls, uh, afternoon commutes. They're all there on, um, still online. 
Do yourself a favour. Do yourself a favour. Just flicking through, so how many pages it goes for us? There's 15 pages or so of um, just the exact same stuff that you've heard. You know, coming water shortages, coming food shortages, too many people. Here we go. Now, this is in 65. So, owing to the multiplication of automobiles and the growth of heavy industry resulting from the population increase, CO2 content of the air is steadily increasing. This is the, probably the first time you heard this. And it's heat blanketing effect. This is the um, heat blanketing, the, the total scan that we got back in the 80s of you know, greenhouse gases, guaranteed. If this process continues unchecked for a century or so, polar ice caps will melt, sea levels will rise. Where have we heard this? This has been non-stop pushed on us. And guess what? It's not happening. It's completely doing the opposite, be told. Colder and sea levels exactly the same as they were 200 years ago. Go and get yourself a, um, a old map, uh, or sorry, old photos of um, docks in Sydney in the uh, 1700s, paintings even. They're accurate. The, the, the same tide line around these old structures today, guaranteed. Photos do the same thing. Population is also inflicting increasing loads of litter on our landscape. So plastic litter is the worst. So everything that you're seeing that today in the last 15 years, um, Julian Huxley wrote about this in Playboy in 1965. Everything. There's nothing. I'm not even going to read because it's, so, it's sickening to keep listening to this absolute garbage, you know, that, um, you know, birth control, da 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 da, da you know. Um, at the moment, I'll read a little bit more. At the moment, a sense of urgency is what's most essential, and the pressure to overcome the deliberate countermeasures of Roman Catholicism and Russian Marxism, of competitive profit-hungry business and competitive power-hungry nationalism, so they're attacking the, Ru- the Russians back there and the Catholics, probably because back then the Catholics were a bit more, less controlled than they are now. One of his main jobs at Planned Population Association would be, so this this is him saying we need a Planned Population Association, a PPA, through the United Nations. Uh, So, yeah, I I, I really don't want to read any more of this because it's just absolute, um, the same stuff you've all heard for the last God knows how long. What I will do, though, is I'll flick through and find um, what um, is Aldous wrote. At Hallucinogens, a philosopher's visionary prediction by Aldous Huxley. And what year was that? Uh, 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 in, well, a brilliant novelist, philosopher and essayist, Aldous, Aldous Huxley, Aldous, I call it could hardly have been raised a more intellectually supportive family. He could have been hardly raised in a more intellectually supportive family milieu. His grandfather was a proselytizing Darwinist biologist, Thomas Huxley. His father, a distinguished Oxford Don. His granduncle, Matthew Arnold, son of an outspoken literary critic. His older brother, Sir Julian, a Nobel Prize winning geneticist, whose The Age of Overbreed is included in this volume. Huxley originally intended to become a painter but was thwarted early by semi-blindness. As a writer, however, his mind's inner eye continued to be fastened on the problems of illusion and reality and led to his enduring interest in visionary speculation and Eastern mysticism. 
in turn, his profound knowledge of Oriental philosophies, Oriental being India, that's where you're getting, that's the direction, as I keep saying. Served as a satirist, ammunition, especially in, served as a satirical ammunition, sorry, in turn, his profound knowledge of Oriental philosophies served as a satirical ammunition, especially in his Point Counterpoint, 1928, and Brave New World 1932 novels, which won him world acclaim in his deft deflations of the ersatz uh, social values of industrial civilization. His last novel, Ireland, no, sorry, Ireland, not Ireland, in 1962, called for the working utopian dialectic between contemplative, contemplative Eastern mysticism and the pragmatism of modern Western thought. Now, that'd be worth looking at Ireland, Aldo Huxley, 1962. Look it up. A philosopher's visionary prediction, written especially for Playboy. So he's written especially for Playboy. And I start. And I don't know if you can hear black cockatoo flying over, predicting rain. That's what they do. You hear that? that, that here he comes. He's saying it's going to rain. There's two of them. Beautiful, big, black birds with yellow faces. Beetle. They, when they arrive, it's going to rain, guaranteed. No science argued with. <clears throat> Between culture and the individual, the relationship is and always has been strangely ambivalent. We are once the beneficiaries of our culture and its victims. Without culture and without the precondition of the, our culture, language man would be no more than another species of a baboon. It is to language and culture that we owe our humanity and what a piece of work is man, says Hamlet. See, this is all anti-man, push man's naughty, naughty man. How noble is reason, how noble in his faculties. In action, how like an angel, in apprehension, how like a god. But alas, the intervals of being noble, rational, and potentially infinite. A man, proud man, dressed in little brief of authority, most ignorant of what he most was most assured, his glassy essence like a hungry ape, <laughs> an angry ape, sorry. Plays such fantastical tricks before high heaven as to make angels weep. So this is anti-male stuff already. Genius and angry ape, player of fantastic tricks and godlike reasoner. And all these roles of individuals are the products of language and a culture. Working on the 12 or 13 billion neurons of the human brain, language and culture have given us law, science and ethics. Philosophy have made... Um, we have made possible all the achievements of talent and sanctity. Sanctity. They have also given us fanaticism, superstition and dogmatic bumptiousness, national propaganda and organised lying. So anti-male, anti-human, anti-everything. Do I need to read more? To Tobrian Islander or Bostonian, Sicilian Catholic or Japanese Buddhist, each of us born into the same culture, passes in his life, Within its confines, between every human consciousness and the rest of the world stands the invisible fence, a network of traditional thinking and feeling patterns of second-hand notions that have been turned into axioms of ancient slogans, revered as divine revelations. This is, I mean, look, I'm just reading. This is a word soup. It's, you know, uh, it's not really saying anything, but basically he's writing that man's a piece of shit with lots of fluid, um, beautiful words. What I'll, I'll tell you something interesting, changing the subject, because I don't need to read any more of this 
book. And if anyone wants to, it's the Playboy Reader. All these articles will be published online. Um, guaranteed. Especially, um, Huxley's stuff. Uh, I think they're probably more, so I mean, we've heard all this. I mean, this is him basically plugging, um, in 66, plugging the need for hallucinogens. And I believe, actually, no, so, so it can't be, so this is, has to be 1962 or 63. So Aldous Huxley died the same day as Kennedy. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead there. They, they haven't put these interviews in order of writing. They just put them in any order, <laughs> any order. So I'd say this, it doesn't actually say what you, oh, it says November 63. So this, this appeared the month he died, the month of his death. In it, he lucidly discusses the implication of such vision-producing substances as LSD and mescaline. He expresses the hope that society will not summarily reject the powers that these drugs may have. So he, this is basically a drug-pushing thing written the month he died. Did he die that day? I'm calling a hoax. I, I, I do believe he is one of the most important metascriptors that we had in the 60s. Be told. I mean, he really was a big influence. You remember the, the band The Doors, which are a totally run, organised band uh, from the top to bottom. Um, you know, find me a rehearsal date or, or, or an advert for, you know, Singer Wanted. Um, there, there isn't any as far as I'm aware. They, they were all pre, you know, sorry, making some bottle noise. They were all um, selected. Maybe not the, the, the rhythm section and the... the, the the, the, even the keyboards, but Jim, for sure, was a um, the son of the uh, admiral of the the boat ship that um, supposedly got torpedoed by a um, <coughs> Viet, Vietnamese or North Vietnamese um, torpedo, which started World uh, Vietnam War. It was the Bay of Tonkin, Sea of Tonkin, whatever incident. And there's Admiral Jim Morris's father was the man that, you know, signed the orders and basically started that war. So the doors were based on the the, the book, The Doors of Perception by Aldo Huxley. Jim was an incredible writer for sure. I mean, look at it, read his poetry. He's obviously a talent. Uh, mysteriously disappeared off the scene though, and you know that that death is a hundred percent hoaxed. I, I think one hundred percent. And of course, the rumours are that he disappeared and came back again. Was it ten years later, with um, a different hairline and a uh, became a um, America's biggest talkback show star, uh, very right wing, who died two years ago. Who because I never ever ever heard of him before. I think it was IPS or one of the shows I listened to suggested that was Jim Morrison. Um, I can't remember his name. Cannot remember his name. But I, again, folks, I have not been well be told. And because I've been busting my guts working, I still, my recovery rate has not been the best. My brain still isn't working, which it never does usually when I'm really tired, which I am again. Um, but uh, if you listen to the Fart Podcast, the very, very latest one that we did, I think two years ago, we play that um, song uh, where um, that um, 
host of uh, what's his name here. I'll, I'll, I have to get it for you before I keep going. Unless he's direct talking to himself. It's the second pandemic, lads. You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. Rush Limbaugh. I mean, how could I have forgotten that name? And what a very, I mean, have you ever heard of anyone else called Rush? And it's such an out, so that's, when you name someone like that, you totally give them an individuality. So if that was Jim Morrison, they, they created a completely individual name. There was, they couldn't, couldn't use Brian or Ted, but Rush. So, you know, there's no other Rushes on the planet. Can name me another one, please. Find me another Rush. Is there a Rush? Smith. No, Rush Limbaugh. Limbaugh. And his voice was uncannily the same. He actually, someone got a recording of him, I think IPS played it, of him doing the, um, this is the end, one of the best door songs ever, be told. Um, and cheesy sounded like him. So, you know, the stranger, truth is stranger than fiction, guaranteed. The, the truth is stranger than fiction. So, no doubt about it. I mean, there's a, there's a possibility there. I've never ever. He did look like him too, physically. If he, you know, if you fiddle around with his hairline and aged him appropriately. But uh, Morrison's poetry and writing was pretty good. Very interesting if you listen to Morrison Hotel or Motel, Morrison Motel, where he just raves and very similar to the, the American beat poetry. Probably exactly, probably written by the same guys that wrote the American Beat Poetry. Uh, guaranteed. I mean, the whole of, let's just say this, we've got to agree now with uh, everything we know in 2023 that all culture was um, stage managed, stage managed with the same writers, musicians often playing the same, you know, like you look, look at um, the uh, Wrecking Crew. They wrote, um, play, sorry, played on and probably wrote, yeah, Nearly every major hit that got pumped out in America in the um, 60s. The same drummer, you know, playing the same, be it the monkeys, be it the birds, be it rumours of done Beatles. There was rumours that he was doing, you know, um, he was doing the Beatles stuff. But the Wrecking Crew session musicians, which included Glenn Campbell, were the guys that just walked in and could play in a studio, note whatever you wanted and cut a single in probably three hours. Whereas if you'd brought in a whole lot of stone hippies that would have sat there at, you know, $1,000 an hour for the, the studio, you wouldn't use them because, you, you know, the, the band would go bankrupt very quickly. So most music that you heard, and Dave McGowan, um, Weird Scenes Under the Canyon, I recommend that and anything he wrote. A psychologist who became a carpenter. So he wasn't an imbecile. You know, he wrote really well. He actually had a degree in uh, psychology. Um, he, he wrote some of the best and good voice. Um, and, you know, he exposed that nearly every star of the American music scene seems to have a military background or father or mother. Guaranteed. 
Guaranteed. Frank Zappa, all of them. Weird Scenes Under the Canyon, highly recommend that. And his uh, book on the moon landings, Wagging the Moon Doggy, really, really good PDF. Download that and store that somewhere to frighten your um, family that um, wants you to believe that people landed on the moon. And I'm telling you now, they didn't. I will go through. I haven't had the time because I've been really busy to go through and read the 15 pages of um, the entirety and take notes because I will I will go through them because I, I found some really interesting things, but I cannot be bothered sitting here reading word salads right now on a Sunday night and I've just, I've just done some more work and been to the beach and had a fantastic swim. Water is warm and it's beautiful. We are blessed up in this mid-north coast of uh, Australia, B-Tolt. Anyone that doesn't go for a swim, it should be made a crime because we've got this beautiful seawater, which, you know, when you go into seawater, it discharges all this negative energy, I do believe, that we're pumped with, with, you know, especially if you're watching YouTubes and digital, pardon me, media. You are being uh, negative. This is negative stuff. And I spoke to the wonderful Moon Harvest this, mor- this morning. He was making me a... Um, Coffee, chai, coffee, dirty, sticky oat chai. And he was saying the so, <laughs> same thing. He's feeling really under the weather and tired and just down. And I, I, I guess I got this lurgy that I've had since Christmas at the time where I was worn down and run down. And if there's something going down earthwise, you know, say the Earth's this, <laughs> is it the earth or this, you know, whether are they spraying stuff? I mean, I'm certainly spraying stuff, but what is it? Is it got spores? I mean, I've been, I was absolutely sick as a dog, but so many other people are, not, not the only one. Um, is there a negative frequency being pumped out, a la, um, Zebanu Brzezinski, Beyond, uh, Between Two Ages. Read it. The PDF's online still. Won't be on for much longer. The control of humanity via radio signals. Club of Rome, thanks to Johnny's List. Johnny's List, shout it. They found that Club of Rome uh, excerpt from 1972, Australian TV, where they said, how are you going to accomplish this new world order of um, greenness, and they said via the law of the sea and radio waves. That's what they said. So are we being digitally, uh, or, or sorry, you know, because we are electric, we, we respond, our whole bodies are basically an energy system. I'm in Chinese medicine over 40 years experience with it. We are definitely, have got a meridian of energy in our body. Uh, Earth's based on that system. You know. um, is something being turned up? Or to, look, I'm, all bets are out with me. I'm feeling, you know, okay some days, but uh, just run down, totally run down. But I say, go to the beach, sit in the sun, lie there, and charge yourself back up again. Earth yourself. Take your shoes off. Get near a beach or the country. Get yourself discharged or make a bath up and t- do what I do to all those concoctions in there. 
and um, discharge your negative energy. Shungite, even. Look into Shungite. I think that could be a thing. Could be a thing. It could be a scam. Could be a thing, one or the other. If you believe in enough to make you better, though, it could work. Shungite's from Russia, the only place you can get it. And it discharges uh, bad energy, apparently. I mean, I'm, look, I'm sorry, I'm kind of Okagai crystals as well. And Shungite is a crystal. All bets are off, I'm afraid, these days. We just lost uh, how many stars? You know, Marion Faithful, uh, that is enough. You know, uh, Elisa Marie Presley, um, the drummer from BTO, very sad. That, that, he was one of my favourites, Robbie Beckman. Um, it's just incredible. Footballers, um, that's a dodgy one, though, the, the Masonic ritual of that, uh, the footballer. I'm not going to include that one, but. Just seems to be a lot of people well known seem to be technically demising. I don't know if it's real or not. I'd say it is though. Sorry, I've got a washing machine behind me. I can hear any of that. Uh, yeah, so I just don't feel like reading word salads, unfortunately, until I feel better about myself. And maybe on a Monday night, I'm going to have a few nights off, not working, pulling, doing cocktails. Or working at all for a few nights so I can charge myself back up again and have the needed break that I've needed for the last two weeks, etc. And hopefully Ab will turn up because I'm, you know, tiring of talking to myself. I've got a very interesting story though, a very interesting story which I will bring up in a few minutes. A good friend yesterday sent me on Messenger, that's the Facebook Messenger thing which I'm still on, from New Zealand, a uh, New Zealand missing persons documentary. And it happened to be a girl who I knew in the 80s while I was over here. She um, disappeared, never to be seen again. And it's she was a, a absolutely beautiful part Pacific Islander, part Hawaiian or American Indian. Or what it, she had very exotic. The whole family of you know, but his sisters, everything, just beautiful. But she was a bit wild and she was, you know, I was from a port area in New Zealand and so drugs were coming in and so I would say she was on the heroin. I knew her, I drank with her, knew her to talk to, absolutely beautiful. Anyway, she was mixed up with a couple of dodgy guys and anyway, one night she's disappeared and I watched today uh, a reinvestigation into the whole thing and I'm telling the police over there need to be hauled over the coals for what they allowed to get away with. And the guy that I think did it, who was happened to be a brother of a friend of mine, or when I say a friend, a guy I went to school with who I knew to talk to, who's in the documentary being interviewed because the, the, the suspect died 12 years ago. This do- documentary is about um, t- 14 years old, maybe. Oh, sorry. He died two years before the documentary was made. Anyway, it suddenly sparked up. I suddenly remembered a story that this friend of mine had told me who used to get the, the main suspect and a friend of mine who's his brother, younger brother, lived out in the country rural area. And everyone knew everyone in those days in, a, in, in New Zealand. You know, your school friends, you know, the word got round, anything happened. And their mother, the suspect, 
and my friend's mother apparently was either a witch or a she did seances and was there was a lot of that around in the 70s it was huge especially where i was from but this particular guy who another guy i knew went out there and while the mother was holding this weird seance thing whatever happened he, he described that the house started just shaking and he looked at the out the window and he saw something staring in at him and he absolutely went white left the place and refused to talk about it basically and just said i'm never going back there again and did you know he talked about it to other to us but I, that tended up so it ended up being that woman's son is the major suspect in this disappearance or murder of this girl and i believe in this channeling and seances and things like that you can do all sorts of nasty things with them and um perhaps the mother had been doing seances and something coming and you know because this particular this suspect he was a, he was bad i knew him to see but i didn't talk, ever spoke speak to him he's a few years older than me bad just a bad 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 and um there, 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 his mother was doing every Saturday night. They'd sit around doing big seances. So there's a bit of a link there, I would say. I'm saying uh, there's a there, there. The, uh, the story's on New Zealand Missing Persons site, um, on Facebook. If anyone wants to go and look at it, and uh, the, the the story will stand out because it's um, very interesting. She, she's never been seen since. I'd say she's definitely gone. Her sister, her younger sister, I knew quite well, went out with a good friend of mine who passed away from cancer. She told me she just believed that her sister was shark bait, shark food, because he had a boat as well. This guy, and they never found her. And um, but I think there's a there's a link there that his mother was either a practicing witch, and something, you know, she. If you do that kind of shit in your home, have Ouija boards and whatever, bad things can happen. I'm telling you now. Guaranteed. Um, I was it just popped into my head today as a as a side thing to talk about before Ab turns up. I might discuss it more one night. I'm going to detail a bit, but this story that this guy he was he said I'll never go back there again. What he saw it was just indescribable, and he's talking about the, the way that the lights went off and the house went all over the place. Was it just an earthquake? I don't know, but he said there was something staring at him through the window. He described it as like a giant fly, literally, now that I think about it. And we all just thought, and he was a sensible guy. This guy wasn't a tripping drug, drug user. He was just he used to drink. But he was only 16 or 17 when it happened. And I totally trust what he saw, what he believed he saw. So, mm, interesting, interesting story. You're listening to Fakeologist Radio at Fakeologist.com. This is Klaus Schwab from the Bailey Economic Forum, and you're listening to Ike talking to himself on uh, Sunday, the 15th of January 2023. Four more years till um, 2027, and you know what? That is the target. That is when we are going to move in, swoop in, and take over. Be told 100%. Just, uh, uh, Telly said, if you're listening to this, can you delete that if it doesn't happen? It's the exact same date I said. Thank you very much.
Yes, interesting, interesting days, 2023, the future. Now, I can actually remember filling out a uh, school bank book in 1975 and thinking 1975 was the future. How amazing, you know, we was living in 1975. Sadly, or no, happily, it's um, um, now 2023 and nothing's, the grass is still green, blue, sky's blue tonight, no spray, be told. Beetle, lots of birds flying around, uh, magpies and um, black cockatoos. Um, beach is beautiful, sands, same sand as it was back then. So, you know, enjoy yourself, get out there and enjoy the uh, natural environment and get out of the cities. You must get out of the cities. Don't go into the cities. <coughs> anyway... I found this book the other day by accident, which I do quite regularly find special books. And it's called, it's the kind of book I would never have bought. But it's a, it was a woman, it looks like a, a female centric book from the probably 50s called My Favourite Story. Am I being recorded here? Let's double check on this. Yes, I am. Anita Blyton. Is one of the authors in here, and now Blyton could well be another Stephen King because you know there's been talk about that the the amount of stuff she tapped out on a typewriter of influence back to you know to the average you know Western child in the uh, England, New Zealand, Australia, and probably Canada, South Africa, etc. In the fifties uh, and sixties and seventies, which I think she probably died by nine seventy, but. It's incredible, and I can't believe now. There's got to be something in this. Here's an exclusive fakeologist exclusive. Nothing to do with fakeology, but it's an exclusive. Why the most interesting book she did it was regularly read to me or to, into my family by our mother that she'd been read these books when she was a child was the Magic Faraway Tree by Enid Blyton. Of all her stories, this is one of the best. It's this giant tree that these kids find in the when they go on holiday at their aunt's place, which always tends to be same as the Secret Seven and the Famous Five. They always go away in, from the city and go and stay at their aunt in the country and have these adventures. At Blighton, this is her forte. Now, of all of her books, you know, and she wrote many, many, many. many uh, look, I don't even want to guess how many books she wrote, but they were very out there. Uh, and probably full of symbolism that I haven't actually analysed yet. I should go back and read through the fa- the magic faraway tree. Why has no one ever made that into a big movie? Because this is an, uh, everything that you would want in a kids' adventure thing. That the same stuff as that um, they use. You know, the um, the line, the witch in the wardrobe, and all of those things. Exact same formula. Uh, it's about this giant tree. The kids climb into and they climb up and they meet all these interesting characters, you know, Moonface, he's got a head like a moon. Uh, the saucepan man, one of my favourites, who, who's got like, covered in saucepans and he's deaf as a post and everything he hears, he, 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 he walks around clanging and he's deaf and whatever you said to him, he comes back with misheard, kind of like a misheard lyric, very funny. But at the top of the tree, every, is it two days or three days might be, a new land arrives. So you go through the clouds at the top of the tree and there's a different land. There'd be a land of, 
um, you know, a land of polar bears was think what would have been one, or the land of snow, or the land of it, there's a special different magical land that arrives, and if you are still in that land, you haven't climbed down after three days, you get carted off and revolved into the, into the ether of how many different lands there are. There's unlimited potential here with all the stories, but no one, especially Peter Jackson, who I thought would be the guy to do it, has even tried. Now, is there something about giant trees that they don't want you to know about? You know, there's, you know, you've, you have heard about these the, the rooms of giant trees there were these giant trees on the planet before yeah, our history got told to us. And you've, one of the greatest ones is that one that used in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Death in Death Valley, that flat-topped um, strange rock that uh, they, one of the main parts of Close Encounters of the Third Kind looks like a tree. <clears throat> There's all sorts of mountains that look like they were basically tree stumps. Who's to know? But anyway... I'm just digressing here about Enid because I'm about to read some this. Some of her stuff is very out there. And so she's written this book for this annual for girls in the 50s or early 60s. And it's Father Time and his pattern book by Enid Blyton. So this little boy's sitting there. He looks out the window and there's Father Time staring at the front. So one New Year's Eve in the middle of the night, Robin woke up with his jump. He sat up in bed and listened. Whatever could have awakened him? Then he heard slow footsteps outside his window and he wondered who could be wandering around in the garden in the middle of the night. Perhaps it's someone lost in the snow, he thought. So he jumped out of bed and went to the window. He opened it and leaned out. It was a dark outside, but just he could just make out someone moving below. Who's there, he said. And a most surprising answer came up to him. I am old father time and I've come to collect you at this year's patterns. This year's patterns? Whatever do you mean, said Robin in astonishment. And what are you doing in my garden? Well, I've come to collect your patterns too. But I haven't got a pattern, he said. You must be dreaming. Maybe I am, said Father Time. But my dreams are true ones. It's cold out here, little boy. Let me in and I will show you some of my patterns. Now, you can laugh away dirtily at that. I think there is a fire in the dining room. It hasn't quite gone out yet, said Robin, excitedly. I'll let you in at the front door and we can go and look at the patterns. Shall I wake mother? No, 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 said Father Time. Don't wake anyone. Hurry up and let me in. Dirty old man knocking on the doors. Robin slipped downstairs. He opened the front door quietly and someone came in. Robin went into the dining room and switched on the light. Then he saw his visitor the first time. Father Time was an old man. The beard always reached the ground. You know who Father Time This is um, Saturn, the Kronos, basically, Father Time, the legend. So basically this old man's Father Time is collecting patterns, so your life is a pattern, and every uh, basically the illustrations have got these wavy directions and these little different shapes in it. And Father Time explains to him that these are when you thought negative things, but the rest of the beautiful patterns are when you thought nice things. But when you got sad and upset, these little holes, and if you keep doing it, your patterns are going to be really bad. Now I'm not going to read the whole book, but um, maybe that's on. Line, but very interesting, I find that because um, I do believe there's a lot more weirder stuff out there, and where you know when you look into cymatics and all of that type of stuff, that this book could be explaining something a bit more esoteric about these patterns that everyone has. That's my esoteric 
suspicion, be told. <clears throat> How strange Father Time said Robin astonished. There's one thing I can't bear about Elsie. She is so unkind to animals. I've often seen her throw stones at them. It, she is so nice in every way. Tell her about her pattern, said Father Time, or maybe one day a moment of cruelty will spoil her year or more. So basically everyone's got patterns in their lives and they can be spread out and they're either beautiful, they have these marks and there could be something in there. You know, I could do a whole show on that book, 20 pages of Father Time and His Patterns by Enid Blyton. I'm digressing here, but um, I'm just waiting for someone to come on and talk because I'm not going to hang around for much longer. But I do have another book to, to mention Again, I just can't be reading a, a lot at the moment. I'm not 100%. Not 100%. So I'll just be um, doing a kind of a gloss over of interesting things. And if anyone wants to contact me and say, do something on that, I'll do something on that when I'm feeling a bit more up there. Guaranteed. I still think, going back, I still think that one of the, that, that Blyton's folk of the faraway tree and the magic faraway tree why has that never been made into a movie? There's something, it's got, it, why are they remaking Aladdin and remaking all these boring, boring, boring stories instead of putting out something that, you know, any one of Blyton's books could make a great um, big budget for, you know, for big, all Harry Potter was and all the, the group of people behind her, they put out a Blyton story with demonology mixed in with it. Guaranteed. And the the other book, which I finally got back, my son had borrowed. Highly recommend Psychic Dictatorship in the USA, Alex Constantine. But I don't recommend it that, to take it as gospel. Have a look at how many suspicious numbers there are in all these stories. I believe a lot of our big conspiracy stories of the uh, late 70s, early 80s were made up. To you know, again, part of this like what they did with uh, demonising humanity by creating a serial killer narrative that, and Dharma, Jeffrey Dharma, right? Exclusive focal. Um, no one else has come up with this. Dharma, Jeffrey Dharma. Dharma is a Hindu or sorry, a is it Buddhist? You know, Dharma is a good thing. Uh, Dharma for one was a good song by Jethro Tull. Be told. That's D H A R M A. Dharma. It's a good thing. But Dharma, is, you're now associating with cannibalism. So they're demonizing. So the whole Dharma narrative is probably bullshit. Guaranteed. And this book, Alex Constantine's written, a Psychic Dictatorship USA, is basically, you know, I'll read the back of it, warning, Psychic Dictatorship USA is to shatter the casual reader's most comfortable delusions. Bombing minds rather than bodies is the warfare of the new millennium. Well, that's true. So I actually agree with a lot of what he says there. Non-lethal technology. So it's got everything you could possibly want about conspiracies in this book. Children of God, God cult. River Phoenix was the most conspicuous victim of it. Da, 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 da. That was the brother of uh, Wacom Phoenix, of course. This has got every nasty conspiracy theory. Um, it's got the NutraSuite military medical industrial complex. There's a lot of good stuff in it. But what I did discover, it's particularly the Children of God story, that everything happened on a 9 or an 11. Like they were arrested on 9-11, whatever. The book that got published came out on 9-11. There's 
kind of codes, our coded words are everywhere. There's, here we go, look, Alex, uh, this is the family I'm talking about here, which is, I do believe, you know, there's a lot of stars were involved with that, that became film stars. They were all, blo- you know, kids, there was a lot of, uh, it was a cult, a demonized cult. As so I hear, just going through a few numbers here, in Latin America, they escaped, that took off to Latin America. Uh, here it goes here. They culled all the information available from the UCLA's research libraries, 11 million holdings, they had 11 million um, documents. The claim that critics of the family are making things up is humorous as it is facile. He is relying on the public naivety to promote the image of the group, a mere handful of thousands. Elsewhere, Edwards boasts 9,000 members, so he had 11 million holdings and 9,000 members. Each page I keep finding 9-11s everywhere. Um, so, and, and suspicious names, like one of the, the Johnny Gosh story about a child being abducted, you know, he was a milk boy or a paper boy and he got abducted. You know, this is, the, the, these stories swept the conspiracy um, channels or, or stories back in the 80s and 90s. You know, child, children being abducted. So parents, the helicopter parents came out. You know, the, there's all these stories of kids being abducted and so all of a sudden parents weren't giving their children, allowing them to walk out the front door without being paranoid and demonising humanity to be that nasty that, the, you know, the, there are child killers everywhere and it's cr- created what we've got now, guaranteed. And there's so much in this book. I mean, I will just have to do this book alone for two or three nights, guaranteed. There's this incredible amount of information. Highly recommend the book Psychic Dictatorships in the USA by Alex Constantine. Guaranteed. Get yourself a copy and then look at the numbers and just question everything. Don't believe every single thing in there, but he's got a lot of information in there. Guaranteed. I mean, it's like the McMartin stuff, you know, the, the tunnels underneath the preschool. The, the Alec, not Alex, constantly, um, Ed Opperman's probably gone over every single thing here. It's got every, there's this incredible collection of con- major conspiracy stories, false memory hoax, um, therapists ac- accused of implanting memories of abuse. This is the um, satanic panic. It's all in here. And he kind of is uh, a bit of a fakeologist as well, but I don't think he's he's looking at the patterns that he's writing about these 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 same numbers that keep popping up. If he keeps seeing a nine eleven all the time, there's something being it's like the thirty three. It seems to be it's a code. Are these stories fake? Particularly the Johnny Gosh story. You know, that every character in it has a name that sounds to be part of a script. Um, you know, the bad guy's name was. Oh, what was his name? It was um, someone Wad. It was all sexual connotations too, the, with the names and the jo- and Johnny Gosh. You know the name Gosh. You know, look into it. Here's some advice: look into it yourself. Again, I'm not in the mood for sitting here and re- reading lots of stuff at the moment, sadly. But I will. And honestly, this this will be a very interesting one to do, go through Alex Constantine's book. I might disappear for a bit and pop back in later. I'm 
You're listening to Rick talking to himself. Would you like to support Fakeologist.com and all the content we're creating? We operate on the value for value principle, where you pay whatever you can for whatever value you feel you've received. We accept donations in almost every form from PayPal to Bitcoin. Please go to Fakeologist.com forward slash donate for your payment options. Thank you for your support. Recording. I am back again. It's uh, Rick from uh, New, New Zealand via sorry, Paul McQuarrie via New Zealand, January the fifteenth, twenty twenty-two. I pressed um, stop, and instead of pressing pause, so I'm in and out. Hopefully, I can join the show together again. Join it together again. Just like that song said. Um, yeah, um, what an interesting days, though. Interesting days, lots of uh, nothing but – I haven't read the media today, but um, my goodness, we've had some demises, be told, lots of them. Starting off um, the first week and what, – what, what are we now? 15th, it's two weeks. And um, half of um, – the 60s main guard stars seem to have dropped dead. <clears throat> My prediction, uh, let me think, D- Dick Van Dyke surely has to be next on the on the list. Can we have a celebrity bingo? I think I mentioned it last night. A celebrity bingo card, fakeology bingo. Are they really dying? Uh, yeah, I'd, if Dick Van Dyke dies, I'd say yes, because he's about 98 or 99. And uh, Marianne Faithful, she'd been around for many years. Jeff Beck, 78. 78, <laughs> not um, not a young man. And that's the average age for the normies to drop dead around then. Nowadays, that is. Nowadays, not back looking in the, in the... I believe that we lived a much riper age a long time ago. That's just my uh, theory, of course. No, no, sorry, it's not my theory. It's what I've bloody seen on gravestones. Very old people. Very old people. Back in the day. You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. Hi folks, this is Alan What's-His-Name on January the 15th, 2023, and you're just waiting for Ab to come and have a little chat on FakeologistRadio.com. Good morning, Mr. Richard. Oh, I use that that name. So if I get pulled up, like when the police or someone like pull up and they use that name, I go, "Aha, you've got that off that particular thing." So that's that's the uh, official government name. So yes. not the real name, <laughs> not the real name. Be told, guaranteed. Hang on, just going to add. They were talking about that on the No Agenda show. I think something about bag of dicks, bag of dicks. You're talking about Richard for I can't remember the exact context, so probably shouldn't have brought it up, but 
No, that's never been my name, never been used as my name. So anyone that says it, I always know, aha, they've got that off a, uh, a website or a, um, a internet thing because it's uh, definitely not my name. No, definitely not or, my your name. Elect- or your electronic license. Electronic license, yep. That's it. And so, yeah, you just know this is a government, a government friendly person that would use that because no one has ever used that. Except for me if I'm yeah. trying to be official. If I'm trying to be official. Sorry, I'm just making, I'm just putting right. a bath on myself. So I'll be, I'll, I'll I, chat I posted in one that uh, audio from yesterday there just so you, I yes, know you're I saw, the new guy I saw that. will review it. I um, had I a very nice, I know you um, like you like to listen back, I know that. Only if I'm sounding a lot. Not if I'm not, not at all well and I'm coughing. So I think I got better towards the end. But yeah, um, I had a very nice complimentary, um, sorry, roaming around, roaming around the mansion that I live in. I had a very complimentary, help. nice e- email. Yeah, well, hell, oh, it's good. A complimentary email today from, uh, a, a, Unless Margaret's a male name, I'd say it's a female, saying uh, how they really enjoy the um, show and they're staggered about the information in my head, and uh, oh, that nice. I should be a radio. Where, where's Margaret from? <laughs> don't know. Didn't ask. <laughs> I'm not. I, I would say, well, hopefully she's from Sweden. That's always a good sign. I know, I, I sound like she spoke English, but English, American, Margaret's, Margaret's a very uh, European name, though, but then, you know, there's a lot of Margaret's over there. English, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I have a, Ma- I have a Margaret or Maggie fan that, um, tells me to get rid of Uncle V. She doesn't like the epic cash talk, but, uh, <laughs> it could okay. be the same. Oh, it might be the same one. Might be the same one. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I don't look. I, good. I, I don't, but I, I, but I don't mind anyone. Like I listened to Crow Triple Seven lately, and he's got a guy on there that's blatantly flogging um, uh, health supplements, and he's doing probably the same thing, you know. Well, you got to make money somehow, um, and there's only a few online. Yeah, 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 exactly. Work. But I'm yeah, not exactly, making money off uh, Epic Cash, just so anyone knows. Other than the fact that he sent me Epic Cash. For Faco tube, of which I have not converted yeah. to fiat, so it just I just banked it. Yeah, yeah. So well, um, my um, young son showed me yesterday. It's gone up ten cents or fourteen cents since um, it got it. Yes, I think. Well, there it is. Yes. So that's the whole. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. Can't complain about that. All the can't complain all about the that. All the cryptos are up. All the cryptos are up, but uh, yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, you know, sadly, I'm down. just not into it. Yeah, well, absolutely. Absolutely. Remember, um, what was the one? I remember telling this guy who was a bit of a skeptic uh, about my, what I would know about pirate coin. And the very next day after I told him about it, it shot up like 60%. It went up incredibly high. It went up to like $18 from $6 or whatever it was when I told him. And uh, I thought that was interesting, but I, I don't know where Pirate Coin is now. Probably, uh, probably like <laughs> the shares on this um, back in the about day. Forty cents, maybe sixty cents. It's way down. 
Really? Sixty cents? <laughs> well, it was eighteen dollars then. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I put a bit of money in Firecoin, but again, only put in what you can afford to lose. It to me, it's play money. Yeah, it I don't invest yeah, in currencies. I don't invest in the Australian dollar, the U.S. dollar, the Swiss franc. Uh, currency speculation is extremely volatile and not for the faint of heart. So crypto, fiat, oh, look, use it. Invest <coughs> it. I don't even invest in gold. Well, how much was your house worth when you bought it? Let's just say that. Roughly. Right, you don't have to be exactly, but say, yeah, what, what was the... Um, Couple hundred, about uh, two hundred thousand, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. That was fourteen years ago, and now would you say it was ten, fifteen times more? Nah, it's probably more like five times. But yeah, everyone in Toronto is a millionaire that, on paper, that owns a house. Everyone, yeah, because that's the average price of a that's... house. <clears throat> oh yeah. Oh yeah, and, and and in Sydney, let me just say this: it just went even more, it went berserk, it, and even Auckland and New Zealand, they got the same Sydney prices, I believe. So if you've, you know, you're looking at two or three million dollars for a a nice house in Auckland, you know, nice ish yeah, house. I had but, to, uh, in, and uh, back in the '90s, I couldn't afford a house anywhere in Toronto. I had to leave the city. Which uh, yeah, like I do yeah, like like, I'd be spending money in gas yeah. to get back in the city every day. So that could be a wash as well, you know, burning in gas. What I would have saved being in the city, maybe. Yeah. Over yeah. over yeah. twenty years, maybe. Oh, yeah. I've been burning extra gas for twenty five yeah. years because I don't live in the city. Yeah, that's the way it is. And now the that's city the has come and to me. The city just got bigger, and I'm yeah. in it now, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, the expansion of the uh, suburbia and yeah. to fit in all these um, apartments that they, they have to have everywhere. They have to have everywhere. I, I spoke to a, had a good friend of mine come over this morning for a cup of tea. Um, after I don't get up, uh, you know, I worked to, oh, I spoke to you till whenever, I don't, whatever, whatever time that was. I had a great sleep and then I had to take my yeah. son to work to the cat. Same. Same place I have, have to work. And um, I got back and he, he was a knock on the door and he was telling me, he said he's had friends of his wives having heart attacks now. Oh, and, my goodness. You're getting uh, some first-hand accounts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he reckons it's, he reckons it's just, you know, incredible. And he said he can't, but he said he can't say anything to them because <laughs> they're all, Cult members, you know what I mean. Like you, you can't say, oh, you know that, you know why that is. But he said apparently, so she went to the, she was swimming. She's, I think, early fifties or late forties, was swimming in the local pool, and then had a, what we call as, it wasn't a heart attack, but it was the heart, it was a heart dysrhythmia. So it went up to two hundred. Arrhythmia. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arrhythmia. I was thinking of a, a, a Split Ends album, Dysrhythmia, Dysrhythmia, that's what oh. it was called. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the, she went to the hospital and they sent her home and where she proceeded to have something more serious and then got... Oh, After the break, Rick and Roll. After the break, Rick and Roll. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. 
Hallo, ich bin Daniel von Düsseldorf, Deutschland und du hörst Verkultus Radio auf verkultus.com. It's um, sun, Sunday, the 15th of January, 2023, and you've got uh, the Fakeologist and um, the um, Realologist, Rick. Uh, well, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Real. I'm real. Oh, I'm real. <laughs> On um, Fakeologist Radio, Fakeologist.com. And it's Sunday. By the way, Peggy, when it's Peggy a beautiful, Ball is a beautiful day. Mm. She's the help. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's, she's, she's. Yeah, she's that very boisterous, boppy blonde from California, and she's a fakeologist. Uh -huh. I I just um, knighted her yesterday. Underwrite. Oh, so yeah, that's a good idea. You should have a ceremony every month yes. where um, people that are de deemed worthy, deemed worthy, get um, yeah. metaphorically or figuratively knighted in a ceremony with you holding a. Um, Uh, a fake uh, laser, a, a fake um, uh, light, lightsaber. No, a, a, no, a, light, a, 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 no, a lightsaber. We're going to please Napoleon okay. Wilson. Yeah, we're going to have yeah, a, sure. light, uh, one, of those, one of those a plastic lightsaber that you switch on, which I had as a child. Be told, oh, my younger brother probably got, got it, but too. I wanted. It. I, thought it was I got one too. I yeah. used it as a, I used it as a club. Hmm. Well, a plastic lightsaber that you press a button and the light switches on, and it's uh, yeah. um, one the of those, and you can flashlight. you can start, yeah, and you can knight people as you're an honorary fakeologist or you're now a genuine fakeologist. You uh, may kneel on the. Right. Uh, derailed the, the, us. What the, were we the, saying? <coughs> can't remember. What was I talking about? Um. Oh, well, anyway, I, so I've been talking for about an hour or so, and I, for some reason, though, I was all geared up to read, um, and I didn't yeah, read, did you read it, it? it just got, yeah, no, but it just, all it was, was everything you've ever heard, Greta Thunberg and, um, uh, what's his name, Gore, say, it was basically word for word, exactly what they were saying, population increase, Malthusianism, of course, it was a Malthusianist um, speech. Written yeah. in 1965, um, literally word for word what what we've been getting rammed down our collective throats by the mainstream media since, um, you know, <laughs> 98, maybe early 2000s when they ramped up the um, climate scam. You know, that Paul Ehrlich <laughs> idiot that has been Ooh. talking over population, population bombs since, since the 60s. 60, and he's 60, still going. And he was just on 60 Minutes. You, he's 90. And he still <laughs> won't shut up. Have you heard his prophecies? How wrong Why each one of them? Why doesn't he just I think kill himself now and start the process of depopulation, <laughs> man? Get rid of mm, yourself. Mm. You're you're the problem. 90 years old? Come on, gas bag. Get going. Yeah, yeah come on. Yeah. Paul Ehrlich Free up has your land wrong. so someone else can buy it. Yeah, Paul Ehrlich has been wrong consistently since 100% of the time, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't trust him to tell the time in a room full of clocks. <laughs> I love that That's quote. The, <laughs> yeah, it's not bad, not bad, not bad, not bad. Yeah, no, it's, um, we, we've got a few of these people around, though. We, you know, Al Gore's um, movie. Oh, um, my God, they're all you know, the same thing. Inconvenient one, truth, one, one and 100%, two. One yeah. and two. 
uh, <laughs> and there'll be an inconvenient truth three, guaranteed. Yeah, guaranteed. Mm. Sick, but anyway, sick of <laughs> oh, I heard something. Oh yeah, and, uh, oh, that, that's why I couldn't read through. anymore. Anyway, but that's why I couldn't read anymore. I just thought, oh, no, it's depressing. Not, yeah. No, it's just uh, it's words word salads of um. Malthusius. I'll let you talk to yeah, Colin Park for a bit. I just got to step away from <coughs> the mic. Okay. Step away from the mic. It's getting hot. Getting hot. Hello, Rick. Is Not my too mic loud. cold? No, you're fine. Cold card, Kim. Ken. Cold card, uh, Ken. How CCK. Does find you? Oh, still um, feeling um, a bit tired because I... I had a good sleep, but then I had to get up and do stuff. And then I wanted to go back to bed, but I had a friend come over and we had a great conversation. I've got a, you know, guy's how many years older? He's eight years older than me. And he's been into about the same 66. stuff. He's about, he's about to turn 67. Yeah. And, um, right. we had a great, great conversation. He was saying that he's learned this week. He's had, Two of his friends' wives have heart attacks or the makings of. It's uh, the theme of the month, heart attacks. It is, yeah. It's, it's heart attack month. And um, we, so we had one of the other stars that died was the Eight, of, Eight is Enough star um, that played the young son on that terrible 70s show. I don't know if you remember it, but I certainly the, do. The Dick uh, Van Patten uh, Eight is Enough. That's the one. Yes, and uh, interesting, Dick Va- Dick Van Patten, who I've always, my brother's always joked with me that you know he was my favourite actor because I used to say, I remember saying to this, saying to the TV while he was obviously in the room, how did this guy get a job on media as a role model father when he looks like an old car salesman, and somehow he was. But anyway, I, I, I researched him a bit this week out of coincidence that his um. TV star son, no, sorry, his TV son, not his real son, who's in very good condition, the famous mm-hmm. as a tennis player, Vincent Van Patten, who should have been. Why wasn't Vincent Van Patten run as a president? Because he, he's got the looks. He's was a star with you know, uh, as a, and as a star tennis player, obviously the Van Pattens are not a bad family. Because Vince, uh, sorry, Dick ended up. He founded a charity for dogs. He Founded a healthy dog food company. He it was it just sounds like a nice guy at the end of the day, and he's dead now. But um, a very interesting character. Uh, yeah. But I always used to joke and say, how did that guy? He doesn't have the looks or the charisma to be a major star, but he was kind of a major star back in the seventies. Well, you're one of the experts. Uh, around here about predictive programming and the puns and the the sounds and the words and things they use. Well, so have you ever Van considered Patton. what may have behind it? Not only that, but uh, that's how long before the AIDS epidemic comes out? Uh, um, very yeah, briefly, well, I would three, say. Three not, 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 not three, very three. long before. Three, well, well, well so, his how biggest show was eight is enough. Eight is enough. Eight's yeah. enough. Enough AIDS. AIDS and is if enough. you're patting the dick, <laughs> if you're patting the dick, you're going to get enough AIDS coming very, 
very soon get ready oh, there you for go. it. Yeah, yeah. And who was, who if was I'm the guy not, that you, if I'm not was wrong, a, there, there, Dick Van Patten's last uh, big role was in Spaceballs, was it not? Yes. He was the, uh, yes, the father. And, 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 and no, no. But so get, we go, now, get we this go now. From I, Dick to Spaceballs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, 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 you know, yes. So you're saying, why are they using this guy? Well, maybe his name is perfect for it. <laughs> you know? Dick Van Patten. Now, let, let me just tell you this. Let me just tell you this, man of many um, useless anecdotes. Guess who mm. played the guy in, um, um, uh, what was the movie, um, Silent Green, that took off the old man to the funeral parlor so he could die? Uh, oh, in the, the, in the, the, uh, the scene where he goes to euthanize himself. And he That's right. And he doesn't get, but he gets, right? but, he wants full but, he gets but, it, but he gets, <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So he gets taken to the euthanization room by who? Dick Van Patten. Oh, Dick I Van missed Patton. that. I didn't Le- notice that. I was focused on Charlton yeah. Heston. You know, Moses is leading uh, you. Uh, a- is leading you. <laughs> no, but no. Well, Dick Van Patten led you off to the um, demise yeah, room. Yeah, I of saw the- that. I remember that. That, that. that was a really bad movie, actually. I like it was hard to watch. I only watched it for research purposes. It was not good. I'll, I'll tell well, you I, the way to watch you it is you go to YouTube and they cut out okay. all the fucking films. They give you just, just the best parts. And you can watch the whole Soylent Green movie with all the things you need in about eight minutes. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to bring up uh, what I guess people today would call a sexist topic. Regarding that, because obviously I have a thing for uh, beautiful women. And one thing I noticed is none of the women had big boobs. They had real boobs that you would see on a normal woman, not Hollywood uh, balloons that they implant in their chest. That's one thing I definitely noticed well, in that go. movie. Well, well spotted. Well, well spotted. Uh, well spotted. Now, I have yeah. to tell you this. The guy that, the guy that played the... Um, old guy that got led away to die was a very famous actor from the uh, 20s, 30s, and 40s. Uh, Joseph, wow. Not Joseph Potton. It was, it was a, anyway, anyway, get this. So Dick Van Patten, I, I shared it on the Rick and Rollo site. It, it just happens that there's a, there's a series where they just, Dick Van Patten, because he's acted from the uh, 30s through to the early 2000s, he was a mainstream actor. And so he, do, he does a, an anecdote show where he just recites his anecdotes of interesting things that happened to him as an actor. And he was just discussing his day working on Soylent Green and he said he, he, he turned up on the set and he kept getting the guy's name wrong. He was a famous gangster actor. I can't remember his name from the 20s and 30s. A mainstream, one of the most famous actors from his day. Where's Rollo when oh, you Edward need G- him, eh? No, I'll tell you, it's Edward G. Robinson. Edward yeah. G. Robinson. Yes, that, that's right. right. And, and, and he was, so, so Dick Van Patten said he got to the job and because he was so overawed by being in the room of of a guy that who was a when he was a young up and coming actor in the thirties and forties and fifties. Edward G. Robinson was your uh, Charlton Heston. He was your uh, Robert. He was your he was Robert De Niro basically. And he kept reading the line. He goes, Mister. It was maybe saying Mister. Mister. Mr. Smith or Mr. Johnson or whatever, and he kept reading. He goes, "Hi, Mr. Robinson. Welcome to the uh, End of Life Center. Let come this way." And he got it wrong. He kept calling him Mr. Robinson, which was his real name. And 
three times he got it wrong and the director kept yelling out, cut, you know, you've, it's Rob, his name's Smith or anything but Robinson, just call him a, a different name. Anyway, so I let him, the scene got filmed. And that night, um, that was the next morning they came to the, the studio to start shooting and Charlton Heston said, can, can you all come to Studio 9? Get this one, Studio 9. I've got an am- announcement to make. And they all went to Studio 9 and he stood up and said, um, sorry to say to this, guys, but Edward G. Robinson passed away last night. And Dick Van Patten was saying it like he couldn't believe. He was like in a role taking him off to a room where he died, and that night he died. He died the night he played the role of the guy getting Is taken real? to the demise room. Are you kidding? That's real. No. Assuming oh, that's true, kidding. can we just play a little bit more with the name and ask, what does it sound like? I told you a minute ago, AIDS enough, AIDS enough. Robinson, if this is the person who's showing you, euthanize yourself, don't procreate, yes, don't have was. children, you will be robbing, robbing sons. You will not have of, of your sons. Anything. And that's the push we have well, that's now. A, that's child I would free. call it an, an, an interesting synchronicity. Not bad, not bad. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. A little, little bit of a stretch for me. Can I go back to something you said a moment ago, Ab, about the uh, the fake boobs and the boob jobs or the real ones? Look how closely the timing of when it wasn't, when it was a thing for the influencers, the actresses, and the introduction of mainstreaming transitioning. Uh, not just that women want to have fake boobs, but you're going to have men who say, well, I'm going to be a woman, and I'm going to get fake boobs also. These timelines, I think, have been planned out much, much in advance of when we were made aware of it. So we notice a subtlety like an early 70s movie. <laughs> Look, everyone's naturally small-chested. Fast forward a few years, they're big-chested. Fast forward a few years, the women say, I want to do that. A few more years, the men say, I'm going to do it too. I think the oh, whole man, big boob thing came out. Women. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the, the whole big boob thing was probably, I mean, uh, Marilyn Monroe wasn't, I know she had pretty biggish, I know, not that big, I don't think, but um, it was made, it was, it was definitely pushed as a thing in the 70s. You know, and Raquel Welch would be the main pr- proponent of this. Both men, by know, the these, way. These, so you say, Ab, so you say. And <laughs> yes, yes. next thing you know, next thing you know, the next thing you know, um, boob jobs became a thing, you know, breast enhancement and um, yeah. et cetera. And I, I've already called, I've already called this out. And it's totally valid that um, the whole bodybuilding gym culture thing of the start of the 70s with Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, uh, Joe Weider, Joe Weider and his um, world you know, the W, whatever it was, his bodybuilding foundation. That was part of this dysmorphia and thing that, you know, you're not big enough, you're not muscly enough. And next thing you know, everyone's, you know, pumping iron came out and steroids came out and people couldn't get out. And it was big, bigger, big, bigger, 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 you know. And then, because I was kind of... Oh, no, I was involved in the fitness industry back in in the early 80s. Well, I started going to the gym in the early 80s and bodybuilding became a cult. It was a cult, you know, of the highest magnitude. And 
ma- these bodybuilding magazines and Joe Weeder's foundation um, and Mr. Olympia. Olympia, notice it was Olympia. You know, it's all very Greek. Um, yeah. God. Oh, the Olympics um, and all that. This yeah. was the the, the, yeah, the and the Olympics and the Olympians. You know, go back. You know, there's there's a lot of esoteric stuff there. And again, though, it's body dysmorphia, and you can't be happy with your body. And next thing you know, or the, sorry, before that, the sixties had introduced this waif-like character, the Twiggy, and that you couldn't get skinny enough. So the women were getting told to get skinnier, men were getting told to get more muscly, and it was just creating you're unhappy with your own natural body. We're in actual fact now, we're, I'm more happy now with what they're allowing that women can be happy having a huge bum uh, because it's quite natural and their hips are naturally bigger than the men. And now they're ex- walking around proudly showing off their so the, their natural feminine shapes uh, with these athletic... I have a question pants. about big boobs and these silicone boobs or saline boobs. What happens when the woman gets in her 70s and 80s? Do they take them out? Because there's your whole body starts to shrink and atrophy just naturally. What do you do with these fun bags at that age? Do they take them out? Because the they ones would who are smart take them out. The body. And the ones who don't they take not, them out uh, end up poisoned. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, I just... Yeah, especially I, how long do they last? You know, what, what, 10 years? Not that long, years. I don't yeah, 10, 15, well, it, it may be more, but there are certain types that they put out. And, and with some, I have a, a bit of mild experience with these things. I spoke to a, it was interesting when I was dating briefly a few years ago. You were ago. doing research yeah, on boobs? How, 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 well, 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 I ended up, well, well, it was hands on research, and I ended up discovering that at least, you know, four of the five women that I, you know, was associated with had all had their, Breast enhanced, and the one Isn't that was that the most right? successful is wow. right. Yeah, very, yeah, very oh, which I'd never encountered. I'd never, I'd never encountered that before pre, uh, you know, in the early day or you know years ago. But now in it seems to be very normal. Days, because, yeah, yeah, well, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a thing people went to do. But now it's extremely common, extremely common. Um, Are you and, and not ones, seeing the bigger picture here? Well, it's the body just more, to hate yeah. your body, to hate humanity, and uh, it's yes, uh, yes, I've said that. That's exactly what I was going. That's what I was going. Transhumanism, you know, that you're not good enough as you are, that, and so that, you need that's, technology. That, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, th- this is I- I've been saying this for a long time, Cold Card Ken, on many, many, many shows. That that's where I was Sorry, going with this. Um, weeder, yeah, yeah. This is old info, you know. That they deliberately brought in this body dysmorphia where you're not to be happy yes. with your body and they're encouraging you to use artificial means to enhance your body. And, oh, and, yeah. and that yeah. was started yeah. in the, that started in the eighties, the, 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 to get skinnier and using surgery to have fat liposuction, you know, it happened in the eighties, nineties and now That's it's, what it's, they now it's do extremely with, common. Uh, teenagers now. They want to move it to the corollary is to get other people shouting you down if you question it or bring it up and say, don't body shame or don't, you know, criticize. Oh, yeah, they're talking about that with the fat models now. There a lot of people. That's to get anybody uh, so confused. After the break, Rick and Roll. You're listening. After the break, Rick and Roll. 
Hi, I'm Chad from Northern California. Hi, this is Errol C. Naeem. Rick from Paul McQuarrie. You are listening to Fakeologist Radio at Fakeologist.com. You're listening to Fakeologist Radio, Fakeologist.com on January the 15th, 2023. Cole Ken and the Fakeologist. The Fakeologist. And Rick from uh, Port Macquarie, as you just heard. That was me. Not yeah. quite there, but in the, in that vicinity, in the vicinity. Yeah. And he's not from there. Hill, I'm just going. That's the one. Mm. That's the one. Be told. Smart place for a house. <laughs> Build a house out of. Um, anyway, can you continue that, your discussion on the boobs? I'm very interested in this topic, as you might imagine. Well, w- w- uh, yeah, well, one in particular, she told me she had hers done in the 90s. And she okay. had the operation where they, they put the, the, the implants underneath the muscle and it holds okay. better and they, they looked completely natural to me. I would, if she hadn't said they weren't the real, I wouldn't have known. Other right. ones I noticed were, um, put over the top of the muscle and kind of, you know, I guess gravity wise, you know, if, if you weren't looking after your muscles, would probably head south as well. So. But not the same way as a natural one. But yeah, I've got a bit, I've got a fair bit of experience with um, women's bodies. I have to say that. And um, what about the the, uh, maybe not, the surgical line? Could you see that? Is it always yeah, no, the, no, 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 no? This one told me she she she'd studied it backwards and forwards and went and deliberately got this particular technique done, which she said yeah. was way more successful than a lot of the other people that are getting it done. And again, it was, was the that? muscle that was put uh, either under or over, they, whatever it was, was the opposite. Well, they surgically oh, under the arm? a bag by under the arm. Yeah, yeah, exactly where they put it and either uh, inflate them from that spot. But um, everyone, I think, because the, the ingredients were at one stage inside the plastic was a silicon gel that was leaking in a lot of cases and causing... Um, Terrible cancers and lumps yeah. and yeah, yeah. Again, oh ab, deliberately done, guaranteed, guaranteed. Um, yeah, it's so. But but basically, though, this was a slow rollout. Where I, and I was kind of around in the, you know the seventies and eighties and nineties, and I saw it happening that men were you know all of a sudden Arnold was the new god and um, those muscles that he had were you know you could achieve if you took drugs. There was always that thing that you could take a steroid or a uh, hormone. Or, or and back in my day, in the 86, 87, what was common was men, or certainly guys, using HGH, which was human growth hormone. But it was a ch- removed from a dead body, a pituitary gland from a dead body. So it was real HGH. It was real um, growth hormone that the body secretes. And they could only be removed from a dead a cadaver or a dead body, and that caused what I saw was heads skull increase volume and elbows distending. So you could see a guy that was a huge, muscly guy, but his elbows, the bone on the back of the elbow was growing bigger than the actual arm length, but stuck out a bit. Oh, that's and their heads grew. Oh, this, Oh yeah, no, but the, 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 this I'm I'm telling you, you know, goss, gym gossip here from the late 80s through to 
that all this now you can get a synthesized version, which is extremely expensive, and it does the same thing though. It's a it's a it's a synthesized growth hormone. The chemical reproduction. dollars. Two yeah, two to three thousand dollars a course to build up your um, entire body. But what it doesn't do, it doesn't make your um, the you know the attachments and the the tendons and the whatever well, they don't grow bigger. The muscles do, and often these guys are benching and doing these incredible weights, but their tendons aren't growing like the muscle, and they're tearing limb bodies. Uh, Tearing their, tearing their ligaments. So, you know, I, I kind of know a fair bit about, uh, know a fair bit about, I know a lot of guys that took steroids. Well, I can certainly you follow didn't. up I was, with I was these lucky. women? And, and so what happens with their boobs when they get older? Do they, ha- they, they take them out? Well, the ones, I, the, or the ones I met when they're 40s, uh, I guess at the latest. Um, yeah. I don't know anything about a 60-year-old or 50, even a 50-year-old. This this is you know a few, few years ago. I've been I'm out of the game, Ab. I'm out of the game. Although oh, yeah. I've been I've certainly been I've been approached by one in particular at, at a certain place nice. I go to that's certainly very keen to um, <laughs> reacquaint. Catch me. Uh, I tell you. She even told me. She, 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 she even told me the other. The other she managed to. She even managed to the other day. I went in there to, to get a bottle of wine or something. She and she said, "Oh, you know, I've just, you know, I've been, I've been doing um, what she tell me? She said, we're t- she goes, how are your knees? Because she knew must have, I must have whinged about my knees, which is a common whinge for me, be told. And she said, um, oh, um, how are your knees? And I said, oh, I said everything else is falling apart. My knees are fine at the moment. She goes, well, I took up um, pole dancing three months ago. And I thought, I said, what? You know, she, you know, she's letting me know she's taken up pole dancing as a hobby, and she looks pretty good for someone that's, you know, I don't know how old she is, but she's looks in very fine form. And oh, but I'm not. I'm telling you now, this, that, that is not part of my agenda. I'm quite happy, and, and it's much cheaper to be single. Ab, I have to tell you that. I don't know if you've worked it out, but when you're single, you don't have to buy anything for anyone. When it's a birthday, you'd have to buy your wife a present. If it's Christmas, you'd have to buy your wife a present. If you haven't got one, you don't need to buy them anything. So it's at this present stage, I'm not earning as much money as I'd like. I'm quite happy to be single. I just have to say that. Where's that gone? He's gone off to deliver something. We don't don't buy stuff uh, for events. Each other. Oh, that's a good agreement. We, well, we you have to look it. after your kids. Yeah, you have to look after your kids, and 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 I think that the the only people that want Christmas presents and you know your children really, you know, <laughs> I don't want anything. All I want is on Father's Day, I want socks and underpants. All I want is peace, peace um, on earth, Rick. <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough. And they want to own nothing and beautiful- be happy. Well, can I, anyway, I'll just have to sidetrack here and just say it's um, now, um, I'll just have to tell you this. It's are, we, are we doing a weather report and, now? Yeah, no, I'm giving you a night sky report. And the sky is beautiful, bluish, dark blue, and there are stars popping out everywhere. I've just had a, a live before, you turned up, um, black cockatoos flying over, signaling it's going to rain in two days. 
which is what they do. Oh, nice. Guaranteed. Does that always work? Beautiful. They are 100% accurate. Unless there's been weather modification, then they're not so much yeah. accurate. But w- when they arrive, they seem to know that the weather the r- behind them is the rain. This is, this is an old uh, Aboriginal, um, you know, I mean, they've been going, they've been over here for a lot longer than we have. Don't know exactly how long, but black cockatoos signal rain because they, they arrive two to three days before it rains and they eat the seed pods from all these trees. They've got these really tough nuts that grow on the, the tree that only a bird with a beak like a can opener can open. And then it rains uh-huh, yeah. and those seeds, the seeds open. What a miracle. Who would have thought of that? Someone did. Someone did. So, um, it's beautiful. What a be- it's just a beautiful evening, Ab. I have to say that. I have to say that um, I'm impressed at what, the night sky. The I'm looking at. Um, I would say probably twenty, twenty-one. The seawater was at least twenty-three today. It was warmer oh, under the nice. water than it was when you got out. Oh, it's just beautiful. Oh, nice. I, ca- I can't reiterate. Minus, I should be a travel agent 11. for the negative, negative eleven here. Negative eleven. Ah, ah, ah. Now, number 11, number 11, number 11, number 11. 11, 11. That's what the... Mm, yeah. And Cole Card Ken, just, are you allowed yeah. to say yeah, where you are? I'm going to avoid no. saying uh, anything much about uh, if you've got a black cock you are. or two above you and it's going to rain behind ah, you and the that's an, hard that's, nuts that's are going to release joke. their seed. And, oh, you know what? what I, mean? I yeah. didn't realize Rick is yeah. NLPing me. Uh, you're right. Uh, Rick, Rick, Rick's you're, being uh, very suggestive. Very suggestive. Wow. Well, can I, can I, I, I well, 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 you know, yeah, what are you doing to me, Rick? The reason, the reason why they use the word nuts and nuts is because of nuts being the a seed of life. That's why nuts is the, um, like a, the, a, a, a term for right. the testicle. So, so basically, uh-huh. Well, all you're doing is reiterating why the words I used were the words, the normal words for something like a, the, you know, the, the, the seed and a nut and seed. So you weren't, you weren't so grooming your doing, audience? Is, you weren't grooming no, us? For, no, no. Uh, unfortunately, Colcard Ken is reverse cycling the actual, what I'm saying and, yeah. and, and bringing up a slang word, which was used only because of that particular thing, that nuts were the seed of life. That's why they use the word. The psychologist wanted to hear about the boobs, and you did a bait and switch, man. Yeah, that's true. No, I've already I've already talked about the boobs. I've said as much as I, I know. I haven't touched any for some time. But yeah. let me tell you, I've touched a few in my time. Be told. I, I'm just wondering, just to follow up, when you have these surgeries, they can, they can't last forever. You know, nothing lasts forever. So. What do you do? You got to. You must have to go back to take them. Oh, you can't leave them in. That that can't be good. They do. It's, they, it's, they they do though, Ab. They do. They do. They do because okay. you've had the surgery. What are you going to do? How, how much is it going to cost you to go and get them removed? Is I mean, your body so many people. trying to reject yeah. foreign objects all the time though? I just it's got to be a problem in the yes. long term. Well, I'll, interestingly, your body, your body knows plastic doesn't belong there. <clears> it knows that. It, well, I'll t- well, that's why they use silicon because somehow silicon seems to not react as bad uh, as yeah. But what's holding it? Bodies. What's what's holding the silicone in? Plastic or something? Something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Can I just say this then, Ab? A, a friend, yeah. my father, had a, a great, one of his best clients, guaranteed, was a, a, a woman who was an ex-nurse who worked as a you know nurse for 30 years. She then got a job as a selling body parts, so new knees, new boobs, everything. She she was the sales person that's with authority because she'd been a nurse. And her job, and she was working for a company and making huge money and traveling the world, was selling fake boobs. And she knew a fair bit about them. I think she possibly had them as well. I'm not sure. Wouldn't have asked that. But a really nice woman. She ended up, she had, now I have to say this, more alternative health uh, supplements than any human I've ever seen on the planet. She used to fly and go and have do conferences with Deepak Chopra, right? No more money than sense. No spiritual, no Christian spirituality, but she had a spirituality, whatever. She ended up with cancer about uh, six years ago. Ah, still alive. Oh, she had may, may well have had to have her. Um, if she had have had the boobs, but she said that's what her job. She, you know, they. So basically, you can get knees, hips, breasts, um, uh, a few other bits and pieces. But she, that was her job, was selling spare body parts, um, and had nothing but good things to say about them. And basically, the the breasts were this single lump of silicon with some kind of gel inside them that was somehow pressed with no stitching or glue. I don't know how they did it, but they must have they must have had to inject it into it beforehand. But I could find I, I still see her around, and uh, I, I think I'll probably have a phone number. She wanted me to paint her inside of a house, actually, some at some stage. That's a uh, truth, Cole Kaken, not a sexual reference. Just have to let you know that. <laughs> <coughs> Uh, that yeah. painting her in the house only works best when she hasn't got the painters in, if you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's that's a uh, old British um one. They've got the painters in. That's a uh, you must. I tell you, do yourself a favor and try and look, try to look up um the um viz um profanosaurus. Um, it's a book of slang words of words that haven't been invented yet. Or, or um, you, you'll find it quite entertaining, guaranteed. And I'm in it. I'm actually a published contributor to the Viz Profanosaurus. Napoleon Wilson. Napoleon Wilson. Look up. Um, what was my contrib? One of them was um, uh, my euphemism for um, women's. What was it? Period. Premenstrual tension. I come up with Blyton-Karloff syndrome. It was a medical term that was de- descriptive of, um, of violent moods that women can suddenly go from a really happy, go lucky, um, Millie Molly Mandy, uh, Blytonish, nice person to a sunken-eyed monster that looked like um, Boris Karloff within two seconds when they've got their premenstrual tension, and that's published in Viz Profanosaurus, and it was me that put it in there. I found the copy of the book not long, the other day, and I'm in there. So, be told. 
Um, the paint, the, yeah, if you've got the painters in, that's kind of that's one of the kind of things that they public. That's that's in the Profanosaurus. It's like that's like a slang term for periods. She's got the painters in. You can't see her for that type of behaviour. <clears throat> but yeah, no, um, I have, anyway. Is that on? It's called the Profanosaurus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Viz Profanosaurus, and I'm a published contributor, a published contributor to the Profanosaurus. Yeah, drop the link. Yeah, it's to basically that. I've never it's, heard of that. it's really funny, and and the, the book it's it's Viz comic is a uh, British satire uh, underground comic that came out in the eighties published by a couple of guys about the same age as me now. And it's just, it was just an underground, really funny comic. And it's still being published now, if you've got a really good sense of humour. And I, I oh, submitted a few... Yeah, I submitted a few things. But what Ken just said before about the painters in, referring to some of them having their um, periods, is it one of their type things... But anyway, yeah, this this lady, that was her business. She sells sells or sold breasts, knees, and hips. And um, she was quite confident they were safe, but she did end up with cancer, but she's still alive. I don't know what cancer she had. Um, but she oh, she was the, yeah. the most old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stars are really, the, the jewel box just arrived. That's the Pleiades, the Seven Sisters. It's now sparkling away up in the heavens above me. Orion's belt, the shopping trolley, which to me looks like a shopping trolley. I'm sorry. I don't know whether it's belt thing that's up there. It's We're, we're living in a beautiful part of the world here. Well, I should be selling oh, yeah. tickets to Mid-North yeah, Coast. Yeah, you are. Free accommodation, free accommodation, Mid-North Coast for um, paycologists. You just have to pay for food. And pay for my food, but you can come and stay for free. Be told, hundred percent. And your beer, beautiful. How's the? Are you on red no, wine tonight? No, no, yeah, yes, yeah, organic red wine. Because yeah, no, you heard me coughing last night. And you, Frank, and you, well, it was either Frank or you was a hundred percent right. Beer was making me cough. Frank, wine, Frank, 100%. Frank. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent right. Uh, and I was telling Moon Harvest today, he was having a couple of quiet beers after his long shift. And uh, I said, beer's what's making me cough. And he, he, he didn't, I, I, I think he thought I was joking because I am a prolific beer drinker of the highest magnitude. <clears throat> but um, it's a good you thing to get rid email. of it. I, I haven't set up your emails yet because I, I, I was busy all day. Yesterday. Oh, no. And you're, and, I, I will and, forward. I will, yeah, I will and, create a forward. In your own time. In your own time. Well, I'm not, We're going to set you up at rick at fakeologist.com. You, you can still send me an email. You send Rick an email to that address. I'll just forward it, rick at fakeologist.com or frank at fakeologist.com. I'll just forward it on because your email is a little hard to uh, remember, pupilpropertycare.com. That's sorry, right, but it's all, all of those, is it? Yeah, it's a it's a burner email that I, my son set up for me when I wanted to get back onto Fakeologist. So yeah, pupil p u p i l property care at gmail dot com. Um, and you will take no, um, no and I as I will uh, any tips or anything to look into. Maybe Rick's already looked into it. Anything you want Rick to talk about? If you send him information, uh, that works too. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the only problem is, though, tonight when I sat down to read, you know, you're listening to Rick and Roll. I'm on the edge. Listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. You're listening to Rick, Ab, and Colca Ken on Fakeologist Audio, Fakeologist.com. Um, there used to be a guy. What Colca Ken's doing is this kind of a stick that a guy that John Adams used to parody and regularly. He used to bring up a name and go, you know, mention the name and then bring these, uh, you know, similarities to what, you know, like, um, oh, who was it now? I can't remember his name, but he's, he's one of the big early conspiracy theorists. He used to say, you know, um, uh, you know, Colcard Ken, Colcard Ken sounds like Cool Car K. Cool car killer, cool car killer. Probably drives a car that kills people. You know, like he'd bring up, you know, loose connections with a particular. But Ken brought up a couple of good ones there, particularly the um, uh, the cockatoo one. But why they named? That's been an in joke. You know, she's had a cockatoo. You know, as a as a joke. The, the cockatoo is definitely going to be rude. Time, name. but the same way that they use numbers. I believe they also use sounds and close sounds and rhymes and chimes and puns. Yeah, well, I, I don't know how – because you won't say how old you are, Ken, because you won't say how old you are, I just have to say about 20 years ago there was a guy doing what you're doing as a regular part of his shtick. You know, I wasn't start, in the community. He'd pick, he'd, no, all right, there was, a, there was a very famous conspiracy theorist that John Adams regularly parodied on the Hoax Busters call that used to go pick up on a name and just start reciting it and then change it a little bit each time and turn it into a uh, polar opposite of what it... Or, well, no, or, or, or a synchronicity. So, you know, it was... In was, my defense, it's how my good. mind works. So, right or wrong... Yeah, yeah, yeah no, but... No, no. It's, yeah, you know, but you were, oh, you were right about the... Um, yeah, but when, it, when I described the um, <clears throat> cockatoos and eating seeds, Right. All of the terms, that the, the, the slang terms were probably around before those, um, you know, the, the, you know, it's like, right. again, nuts. But, but you the, guys the, the, both the see how these things come back and the names that are in the media stories are often very Ooh. much oh. mocking them. Well, okay. You know. Okay. Well, I'm not. I'm, what I'm not, what I'm not doing is suggesting the media aren't using those things. Guaranteed, they are so, for sure. So, so and so. tonight, tonight I, st- I started reading from <coughs> psychic. Uh, this is a book that I'm going to do the most on psychic, psychic dictatorship USA by Alex Constantine. There is so much stuff in this particular book that's true. There's also a whole lot of disinformation in there with blatant codes and names in there that's over the top. 
I need to go through it and underline stuff, and it, so I can, don't, don't need to. Because what I haven't got at the moment is the patience to sit and read a long, boring book. Um, I just don't. I, I'm, I, I've got um, dyslexia anyway, or a mild form of it. And my self-diagnosed, and I am a hypochondriac, I just have to say that, and a conspiracy theorist, but I've definitely got mild hop, uh, mild dyslexia, and reading is really difficult for me. I have to sit there, basically read, really, like, have a ruler underneath each sent, each sentence, to, uh, which I'm not doing, I'm reading it off the top of my head, but um, <clears throat> this book is so full of, Information. It was probably one of the leading conspiracy theorist book of the nineties, which is a big call. Um, so many people got their information from this particular book. Again, ninety percent truth, ten percent fallacies, and that's where you've got to look. And and I even think um, Alex Jones's uh, travel into uh, remember he went into what's that big the big giant owl Moloch. Um, the uh, Bohemian Grove. We're, Bohemian Grove. He was invited in there. There's no way he just crashed the party, you know. And and, and him and yeah, the other guy who's yeah. dubious as well. Yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. hard to but, uh, but, a film crew, isn't it? Exactly, Ab. And but just remember, the X Files to me in the '90s was the the piece de resistance of getting people into conspiracy theories. That show, and it had, the guy's name was Fox Mulder, Mulder, you know, uh, you know and Fox. I never watched it. And I watched every episode from the first series through to the probably series three or four. Enjoyed every episode. Oh, yeah. Got everything in it. Okay. Everything you want to know. It's got, it's got chemtrails. It's got um, uh, Mothman. It's got a little conspiracy fodder. It arrived at the perfect time in the 90s after we'd been through the 80s and 70s with um, uh, a Arthur C. Clarke's Mysterious World and uh, Spock's In Search Of shows um, that were moulding moulding the public into conspiracy theorists. And Fox Mulder, that was his name on the show, this is a, this is an exclusive. I've never heard anyone else bring this up, but Fox Mulder was moulding the minds of the the nineties generation that had been hit with this um, uh, music. You know the, the whole um, you know Nirvana and Pearl Jam and all this you know dystopian death, miserable drugs, heroin mantra. Drag them straight into X Files, and then let them get into conspiracy theorists, UFOs, all total bullshit, and then uh, straight into the getting people ready for the post two thousand one. That's right. The dystopian future. Yeah, and to give up, give up all hope because the bad guys are so clever and they've got witchcraft and magic and you'll never beat them, etc., etc., etc. And even um, Greg Carlwood's show kind of feeds into that narrative as well because he's got a little bit too much of... Um, he will we'll put it this way. He, he cancelled Dave J before Dave J 
he, he wanted Dave Jones to go on there. Once he found out Dave Jones was Christian, he cancelled him because that's not what he oh, wants wow. to push. He does push a very... You yeah. still listen to that oh, show? Oh, guaranteed. I, I just recently put it back on because after I lost, you know, I'm on phone number five now in the last two years or whatever it is. Um, I oh, wow. Every time I get a new phone, I, I lose all my podcasts. So I have to re, reattach them. So I've just gone back and listened to Are you to using Podcast Addict? Yes, yes, yeah, yep, yep. Well, and, there's a backup and, but, but, feature. There's a backup feature. You don't have to lose anything. Uh, ab, ab, ab. I'm a Luddite of the highest magnitude. Be okay, told. get your son to turn on the backup feature, we'll man. Okay. Pretty right, easy. There you go. Back okay. up your, well, uh, your list of podcasts. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. And then just restore it. Take seconds. <clears throat> well, well, anyway, what I do like about Greg Carwood, he did a great interview with IPS. So IPS interviewed him on, because they, they, they were trying to get him onto um, Dark Matter Radio. They wanted Carwood oh, yeah. to do his show on there. And they, they actually did a really good interview. Like, um, so uh, Tim Pseudonym yeah. interviewed Greg Carwood, and they did a, that was a really, 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 really good interview. When was that? Two or three years ago, highly recommended. Oh, okay. So you go to Dark, Dark Dark Matter Radio and find the Greg Carwood interview. Very good, really good interview. And what, they, what Dave Jay implied is that Carwood got in contact with him because he was a major star in, in terms of conspiracy theorists, you know, because he was at CNN, you know, doing his the, the thing on um, the um, – What's the name? You know, the, the, that, that fake child murder that turned out to be a famous singer. Um, that John Monet Ramsey and, uh, Katie yeah, yeah, Perry yeah, or something. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, so that, that, that went on to CNN. It was a major story on CNN that, you know, there's conspiracy theorist Dave J, David Johnson has, um, discovered, you know, da 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 da. Um, and so Carl would apparently want, I don't know whether that was anything to do with it, but approached Dave Jay, who'd already been on Crow, and said, come on and do a um, show. But then he discovered that Dave Jay was a militant Christian and then cancelled him. Well, I believe I'm, I think I'm accurate on this. Dave Jay will back me up. Um, I, I, I have to say this too. Dave Jay and uh, Tim Osmond, do you want to comment mm, or do you want to? They hate each other from commenting on the recent beef, and, uh, whatever the hell is going on. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Well, well, well no, no. Well, Dave Jay goes on the attack on anyone, basically, or can do rather. He's, he's, he's attacked me before. Um, right, but it looks being, like you know, Tim Osmond's taking to calling Dave Jay a, a stalker, and uh, he's ready to dox him. Yep. I don't know if you saw that or, or whatever. I don't even know <laughs> yeah, no, I heard what that, gave yeah. rise to it. Yeah, that's. <laughs> oh, this has been going on for a long time because I think um, Dave kind of, in his head, or, or, and well, could rightly say, Peyton, that nobody died, nobody got hurt. And uh, he. So, so oh, I will say this about Tim Osmond. What I can see that he is, in his own right, a troll because he, he deliberately trolls. 
conspiracy theorists and anti-vaccinators by going on and um, putting you know anti-vaccine stuff, and that's uh, that's his prerogative to do. You know, I got yeah. no problem with it, but I don't think if you want to do start trolling people, you can ever d- defend your yourself if someone starts trolling you and suggests that they you know they're a problem because you're you're doing it. If he's doing it to you, it's a natural karmic system. Are you talking about the Dave J. IPS thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm asking about. So I'm a big fan of both Dave J. And I certainly am a big fan and do nothing but plug the IPS show. And since Ab told me that – Ab insisted – Five years ago, or four years ago, that I, I he said you'll love the show, get on there. And I said to him, I'm trying, but I, he, he's not on Apple because I'm so stupid, I, I couldn't use anything but Apple. And I said yeah. to him, I, he, he's he's not on iTunes, I can't find him. Once I found him, I've listened to everything he's done, like Alan Watt. Yeah, Alan Watt has good. listened to everything he's, he's done good. twice. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, well, like and, and again, again, and he's but he's he's got. The audience that you want to listen, the, the, the phone callers, and he's got Lynn Lynn Hotel, um, who's she's the same way, I guess, with me. Like she she understands that you know he's got it in for certain subjects, and you can't talk about them. That's his prerogative. It's his show. It's his name. Yeah. And so I give him, I give him that. I really enjoy every episode of his show because I, I just don't know what I'm going to hear. I'm always entertained. I play it with the kids in the car, and they're interested because in he does a lot of. It's conspiratorial, yeah. But he uses he, a lot he of hits on a lot of celebrities. He, he brings a lot of celebrities. Yes, and the and the kid the kids love it. Like that that they, they, they yeah. like hearing that. They can they identify with that because they they've love, heard about these guys. Yeah, Tell and so I'm, for I'm those who are listening that, because uh, I do podcast addict. And I have not been able to get an IPS show for weeks and weeks, if not months. Yeah. And I only get yeah, a little no, bit of say about what's been going on. My TLDR, too long didn't read, is that uh, Dave J is saying that Tim Osman is a Mason and he is a disinformation agent. And Tim Osman is saying that uh, Dave J is uh, a troll. He, a troll. He's, you know, an agent. He's a troll and an agent. And uh, I don't think he's an agent, but he's definitely is a troll. You know, they listen to the show and they respond to the show and sometimes join in. And I'm saying, like, I don't have a dog in this hunt. I'm in either of you, both of you. Tell me what it is and, you know, give us the evidence. Well, I don't care about it, so I'm not going to tell you about it. Yeah, I will tell you the argument realm. yeah, yeah, I don't care about it. It's, yeah. it's waste energy. But I will tell you that yeah. Tim Osmond and many people are on Odyssey. Odyssey has been beefed up. It really works well. And there's an RSS okay. feed on all Odyssey channels. Just copy the RSS feed and add it manually to Podcast Addict, and you will get all okay. the videos. Even though they're very huge, you have to have a lot of memory on your phone. No, it'll, it'll download no, the, the whole video is, to your phone. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting them. I've got them. 
So basically, it's a live stream video with him sharing the images to the screen. And yeah, I, yeah. as soon as I, yeah, that to me, I can do it when I'm in bed and I'm just press play and I can listen to it. But when I'm driving or moving around and I'm going in and out of service, it doesn't work. But um, I you mean it doesn't work? thoroughly wreck. Uh, well, it, it cuts out all the time. It's really it downloads really slowly, or uh, or if I press. But you got it down. Yeah, you got it downloaded overnight because it's a huge file. Yeah. So you leave your phone on, let it download it. By the time you get up in the morning, okay. it should be there. It's usually yeah. You got to download the. You got to download it to your phone. File. Okay. Well, that's yeah, what I'm not doing. It, or, 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 if you stream it, it yeah. will blow through all your mobile data limits in no time, unless you got oh, yeah. use the Wi-Fi at whatever place uh, you're in. Maybe you can use yeah. their Wi-Fi. I appreciate the advice, but that's not going to work for someone like me, who's always around 99% full and can't uh, take a damn thing on the uh, phone. Well, then now get a new like, phone or get a new car, memory card. Yeah, I'll go yeah. rob a bank and uh, get the money, and it'll all work out. Oh, oh, you don't, you don't need to rob a bank. I would just like the old way where, you know, you can get something that's a very uh, brief data thing in updates. And I realized podcast doesn't owe us anything. Discord doesn't owe us anything. Yeah. But I'm just saying there's probably other people like me who say it doesn't work out for me. The workaround you're giving is great for people who can do it. But for someone who doesn't have the means or doesn't have the storage space of the technology yeah, 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 we're just saying, yeah, no, but the I, problem just is, I just won't listen yeah no yeah well the problem is uh ken that ips really is getting censored big time in real yeah form. he is and so so and he got he gets deplatformed off apple he gets deplatformed off so basically i've got him on four platforms and only one of them works and that's the video Version because you get he, what it's I'm not saying. his. And, his and just uh, say, leave your yeah yeah. Open he, it's not it's, it's not it's not it's not yeah. a big cloud doesn't work for me. <clears throat> yeah, it's not him doing this though. It's them doing no, it. No, it's There's, not. When I say them, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So it's not it's not him. Well, going, he says he has a cyber and he says that guy is. And the one oh no, he has. Trouble. He's yeah, got a few. Dave his latest. Yeah, he's got um, the Kiwi um, guy that's he, he, he's he's suggesting is <coughs> um, being the the, the, the Q and on um, Marcus Goldfinch and Marcus Goldfinch, if he is a real person, he'll be well known in New Zealand because he was a stunt man. He worked on um, a number, no, nothing I was ever on, but he was on, he was actually on. I left the game back in the early 2000s and they filmed, uh, he played Red Power Ranger. He was a stuntman from, he's, he's a Polynesian from, I think, Samoa. And oh. I could easily, yeah, I'd, I've heard him, he's, well, he's doxed him basically, but I, he somehow is in the Trump camp. He worked on Xena, Warrior Woman, in New Zealand as a stuntman. He's how how you go from a New Zealand stuntman 
uh, to a guy that's in the Trump camp is beyond me unless you're either a gay um, male prostitute or, or of some, you know, you just don't go from a nobody into a somebody like that. And he, if Marcus Goldfinch is a real person, I've never seen it before. You're listening to Rick and Ab and Colcock. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi, this is Rochelle O, and you're not listening to me. You're listening to Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. Well, what a talent, Rochelle That was back in the day. Back in the day. Back uh, in the day. Memories. Memories. Yeah, so anyway, going to the Marcus Goldfinch, <laughs> I, I um, left film. I was in the film, you know, working on film sets and you know, from the 90s through to early 2000s. And next thing, Power Rangers got shot in Sydney. And that was the one that I think Goldfinch played Red Power Ranger or as a stunt double. Maybe he was the main guy. He then goes from that to being the main publisher for um, JFK's son's George magazine. Now, I... The hop, skip, and a jump from a stuntman extra and from New Zealand to a guy that's publishing a magazine called George that was run originally run by John F. Kennedy Jr. is beyond me. And then he's also apparently got, you know, he had keys to, you know, it was hanging around the Trump. He's good friends with Trump's Donald Jr. Uh, I don't know how you do that unless you're this got to be there's something there's a there there possibly um well, he's definitely the guy can, though that's been doc yeah can, very can strange we, right? um, very strange oh yeah this is a, this is a big story you, you <laughs> yeah, fellas know about kayfabe right who kayfabe 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 no. is the term for people who do fake pro wrestling or we might say politics, and they pretend to be enemies, and they uh, make up these beefs, okay. and they have their drama, and people cheer one side and hate the other side. So why yeah. would we think that in the ACT community, anybody listening doesn't know? They wouldn't be doing the same thing. That they would yeah. not have kayfabe when people get big enough, so that someone who has a big following yeah, for sure. has a you know, and says, yeah, I've got this enemy, and, you know, I'm going to tell you uh, how awful he is. And other people are going to say, no, you're the bad guy, and, you know, we're cheering for our guy. Uh, how, would we, uh, how would we disprove or whatever that this is not kayfabe, that we stir up some drama and we get people very invested in it and emotional about it, and say, yeah, you know, lawsuits are flying and uh, uh, someone's been violated and we have to stand up for what's right. Hey, I wouldn't, uh, yeah, I think it's extremely possible. Well, it's a great marketing we tool. Start one, we should start one on me. Maybe <laughs> maybe we should, uh, maybe, maybe Dave or Rick and I should start a feud. Should we start a feud? Yeah, we're in the amateur then- circuit. We're not on the pro circuit yet. You can we, have Dave J and Ab and JLB and uh, Gaia. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> can someone help us with that? 
Well, I'll tell, you, Ed, I'll tell you that Ed, the, the, the way I've dealt with things in the last year or so is just not, I just do not get involved in dramas. Yeah, you're, not, not, you're not good for drama, Rick. We got, you got to kick mm. up some drama. Mm. I have no energy no, either, I, by the way, to do it. No, 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 like no, no. And, and, and what, what it is is energy sapping, wasting your time. And, and once you've worked out that these little feuds are just like that. And I said, I've had Dave J on me a couple of times over, over the last probably three times or four times over the last six years or so. Now I don't give him the, I just appreciate his, um, mind. Hey, for Rick. What, what, I don't. Rick, make a list. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so guess what? No, I can't be bothered. So no, what I do are. is go. That, I haven't I, made I, a I list get, What I do is I say. I haven't made a list yeah. either. <laughs> yeah. What I do is I say to him, I give him credit where credit is due. And I give IPS credit where credit is due. And I Make sure that I uh, uh, give maximum publicity to the information that I'm getting that I enjoy. And uh, Dave and uh, Tim, it's not his real name, obviously, but I enjoy it. Yeah. I've got no problem with it. And I'm not going to... Oh, you cut off. Did he cut off for you or is it me? Did I lose the signal? I can hear you, Ab. I had my Rick microphone dropped. muted, but yeah, I can't hear Rick oh, okay. anymore. Rick just fell off his balcony. That's drama. It's the fall guy. <laughs> Is his light still on? Is he still transmitting? Well, he gone. just he just disappeared. Nope. Your life. I heard out. that noise. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Not to be too dramatic, but it was uh, said a few weeks back when things were getting different around here that you like drama because it's good for listenership and interaction and people yes. will, you know, pay attention. I don't mind it. I don't uh, mind it. Uh, someone said, I can't remember who, that, you know, you made comments to the effect that it's good radio or something like that. Yeah. Did you, yeah. did you recall that? Do you refute that? You feel neutral? I promote it. <laughs> Are you going to do a, a I Ricky Lake, it. Jerry Springer, Donahue? Yeah, all good, all good drama shows, weren't they? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I can't endorse that. Yeah, but you can't deny what the people want. People love bread and circuses, so. If I, I don't recall, really stop you it, you used to like Howard Stern. Is that correct? Oh yeah, yeah. And Howard yeah. Howard and Stern was of one most... of the, the original shock jocks, and the shock jocks relied uh, on uh, getting people worked up about. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And some of his dramas were so nonsensical and stupid, and then they got blown up. 
But yeah, he was good at it. Really good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was really the master of it. And most of it was just nonsense. But you knew it was nonsense, but it didn't bother you. You just kept listening. Well, mainly because if you have a captive audience like drivers like me, then you're not going to turn away anyway because there's nothing else to turn to. You know, books on tape, etc. you could do. But, yeah, for sure, it's uh, it's good radio. It's not good. Can you explain why people radio. who drive are so much more drawn to talk radio than, say, listening because to music? Because they can't watch. Or... You can't watch TV. When you're driving, that would be very dangerous. What Just about audio? Audiobooks? Is distracting enough? Well, they're boring. They put me to they're sleep. <laughs> well, because they're monotonous. That's no good in Just your job. One continuous sentence. I've got an audio book of Forrest Moretti, and I can't remember one thing about it. I've listened to it, but it's just monotonous. You need other people interrupting and talking and going back and forth to keep yourself the alert. The, you know, CB and uh, just talking to people who are also on the road. Was that CB is to what dead. we do? CB is dead where I am. And mainly because most of our drivers are uh, Indian. So they, they're not allowed to speak Indian on public airwaves. Welcome but they back, do Rick. anyway. Thank you, Rick. Indian dot, Indian feather, or both? Oh, that's funny. Indian dot. <laughs> Indian dot, that's funny. <laughs> you know. Um, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, you're back. We thought you. We yeah, thought no. we uh, created too much drama and you left. No, no, I got cut off. They just went bang, bang, bang and just cut me off. And, I, and I've been at to reset it and. Oh my God. Maybe Die Jai got to you. No, no, I'm, I'm telling you, no, I'm telling you, I've got, I have no, not the slightest concern about him. I just appreciate his um, research and his um, talents. Yeah. I, I've got no problem with either, anyone. And I'm not getting into these arguments at all. All right, all. don't, don't, you shouldn't. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I've been there and done that, Ab. I've been there and done that, and uh, I just think what we need now is good information and uh, just keep pushing it out there, pushing good information out there without re calling it, you know, shills or, you know, government agents or whatever. No, not part of my shtick anymore. I've never really been that way anyway, but, um, yeah. Can you hear me? Have I been cut off again? Hello. I can hear you. Hello. You're all right. I can hear me. Rick, uh, cool. I, think, I think Faco muted himself. I was just listening. Oh, and cool. I agree okay. with you. Uh, more yeah, cooperation, there's no point in less... Uh, cooperation. Yeah, or just, you know, this this whole... <coughs> like they definitely goes into this confrontation thing. I, I'm not part of that. Not part of it. This isn't just me. Uh, but, you know, if someone comes on and on the Rick and Rollo site, for instance, start rubbishing everything I was saying, yeah, I'll be, I'd have a problem. But 
he, he, he's, um, he appreciates the stuff I do and I appreciate the stuff he does and never the twain shall meet as far as arguments go. I'm, I'm not part of it. Can't be bothered with it. Can't be bothered with it. Uh, we just need to be sharing critical information and having good dialogue on shows like this. That's all I can say. I'm going to go soon because I can't be bothered chatting anymore. I've done at least two and a half hours. So I've wonderful chatting. It very much, and thank you so much. Uh, yeah, a uh, wonderful chatting to you, and hopefully you'll keep chatting, and hopefully someone else will turn up a bit later and uh, keep chatting. But I'm, I'm listening I'll to some stay music for a and... moment. But you know, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, whatever. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, always a pleasure too, man. Enjoy, uh, and enjoy your wherever you are, however old you are. Well, are you leaving, yeah. Rick? Yeah, yeah, I, He's I, I'm leaving. Over. I, I, yeah, I, I keep getting, I got cut off a couple of times and it's just a pain in the ass. So. Well, you sound just, okay just, now, but if you want to go, you can go. Leave me alone. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's been some interesting stuff. Uh, Klaus Schwab came on with his vegan adrenochrome recipes, which was very interesting, I do believe. Oh, um, nice. I'll have to listen hmm. back. Thank you, Klaus. Yeah, yeah, you start early maybe, on Sunday. You're a little yeah, early for do, me. Well, it's my time, but do yourself a favor and call it Klaus Schwab's Vegan Adrenochrome Recipes and you'll get more hits. All right. Oh, yeah, more I'll hits. try that. Yeah, SEO. Just, I'm telling you now, just call it that and see how many people listen to the show. I don't Guaranteed. know if Google even comes by the website to scrape these words. That used to be a big thing well, in the day, well, but I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if I'm on the blacklist. If you just title it on your own show, um, Klaus Schwab's Vegan Adrenochrome yeah. Recipes, you should res- get more responses. That's my advice, and that's what I'm saying, and I'm going to go, and I'll appreciate your wonderful... I'll probably come on... Uh, between tomorrow and Wednesday, I'll do something. So if you're oh, around, I'll, that's a treat. Yeah. What well, time? Though? Bit, uh, later, probably around up. this time. Let's yeah, whenever. You, what, what's your best know. time? What, what's time? Well, what's time now for you? Well, now I'm uh, back to sort of a regular, non-rush schedule. So I might not show up. Um, like tomorrow, for instance, I don't think I'll be rolling until uh, three hours from now. So you'd have okay, to add well, three hours, and that puts you into the midnight hour over there. I think, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, all that ain't happening. I need, to, I need some sleep. I need to chill out. I, I've, I've signed off. I'm not working yeah. until uh, Thursday, so I've got three days, or maybe actually, no, actually, I can't say that. I'll be working probably maybe Tuesday, Wednesday. But I, I'm just yeah, going to have some time off. We won't sink till the weekend. I don't think again. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, I'll see you on Saturday. Be told. Go yeah, you can always ping me. Are you bringing Rolo back okay. for a guest appearance, though? No, I'm not. No, I can't. I'm not in control of him. I'm not his master. If he wants to come on, it's oh, his. The, no, it's you're right. His effort. He, he needs to make the effort. I'm not doing any. I'm not nothing to do with him. To, no. We we chat on phone calls, but if he wants to come back on and do shows, he needs to be the one to, to do it. So uh, hopefully he will. Okay. And um, yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, wonderful you- chat. And 
All the best. All the best. Thank you, Rick. All the best. Thank you, Rick. Have, have, you, Rick. A, good, have you, a good Rick. week. Be Thank told. You. All right. Go, see you guys. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. There goes Richard, Rick, Esoteric. If you like Rick, pupilpropertycare.com. No, sorry. Pupilpropertycare at gmail.com. I can't get that right. Pupilpropertycare at gmail.com. You can, you can send a message to me and I'll send it to him. Or you can send it to rick at fakeologist.com. I'll forward that. Or frank at fakeologist.com. I'll forward that. I can't guarantee I won't read about it. About half of uh, you're listening to uh, the Saturday show, and you said you were going to make some shortcut emails with the fakeologist domain. You would yeah. make a rich, Did you listen uh, to that show? I'm, I'm about halfway or 60% through. I was listening to yeah. it. And, uh, and I think you appreciate the small audio files that I create, I think. I really do, and, um, you know, I'm nobody to tell you, but if you have short burst podcasts or if there's a long, long show, like six, eight hours, and you break it up and say part one, part two, part three, speaking only for myself, not for others, I would be much more likely to listen and to stay on top of it and to respond and come back. Just, uh, I wish I could. You know, That's one man, too much one man's opinion, the man on the street. Yeah, I would do that. It's not a bad, you, you know what I don't like about part one and part two podcasts is mm-hmm. they don't always come together and then I lose a part and then I'm annoyed that, for instance, I can't find part three. Yeah, it's three. not neat. It's not cut and dry. No, um, and they're not in order and I might play them out of order. I just don't want that. I know. But I if saw, we're real, plus, attention yeah. spans are diminishing, and people just—they're not—they're not listening long. They're not reading long. They're not watching long. People are looking at uh, you know the time and saying, "Well, I'm not even going to do it," you know, or they start it and say, "This is too long," and they drop off. That's uh, not not your fault. Well, I know. Not my fault. I don't think attention spans are diminishing. I think that people just have too many bite-sized options around them, so they go for the small bites. Uh, It's not that I think we've all... Well, maybe. Not everything is by design. I mean, you know how much faith I put in studies, but it was said that in the 1920s, um, a design of a an advertisement would consider how many minutes the average person would spend looking and studying. And then they did it again in the 1950s or 60s and 1980s. And they, they found out that people were just scanning it faster and faster and not taking it all in. Now, chicken or egg, which one? They, they made it shorter so people looked less or people looked less so they made it shorter then came Twitter with 140 characters and now we're doing YouTube shorts and that kind of thing yeah but oh we just give people what they want mainly and uh, I, th- I think they created and then they short attention spans 
It's it's a bit of both. You create something. If it works, it works. If you don't, you take it away and try something else. That's business. And what you think might work doesn't always work. And what you think might not work does work. Uh, Avin, calm card again. This is Waterman Chris. Madera Lissette. I'm Roland. Uninstall Media. Zach Cupboard. Fantasle. You are listening to Fakeologist Radio at fakeologist.com. Boy, we might need new bumpers soon. It's Sunday, January 15th, 2023. It's Ab, Fakeologist, and Calm Card Ken. He's calm. And I am too. Yeah. We were talking about diminishing attention spans or whether it's always been this way. And uh, sure I wanted to people add another point. People don't here. change much. And that is uh, one of the pitfalls that we have to be aware of is thinking in binary terms. In other words, people used to have longer attention spans. Now it's shorter. People used to do this. Now they do that. Where if we're clever, we cover more and more options. So we know that some segment of the population is going to go for a very short burst of a dopamine rush. But yet we also don't want to neglect. We want to cover the other step that is going to want something longer and deeper and more fulfilling. If I'm in control of things, I don't want to just get the people who are dumb or just get the people who are smart, the people who think deeply or the people who think shallowly. I want to cover all of it, and therefore I need a panoply of options for them to choose. Same way that if I were a cable company, I wouldn't make every channel the same and every network the same. I would have Bravo for these people and, uh, you know, Comedy Central for those people if we go back a few years. Do you see what I'm saying? Radio silence, maybe Ab's making a delivery. In case it's necessary for me to keep talking, the point I'm making is we're given the symbol of a black and white Masonic checkerboard, which might be propaganda or programming for us to think it's always this or that it's right or left it's up or down it's um you know capitalism or socialism when a much cleverer move would be to make simple-minded folks think that is that is the only two choices and actually there are many, there are 50 shades of gray. Ha ha. And we'll did you read that book? I did not. I didn't watch the movie. I had a little interest in it. But the title alone suggests to me that they are conditioning people. And even that is a divisive thing where people say, how great, how wonderful, how sexy. And other people say, how horrible, how terrible, how repugnant. Always divided. And let's remind people they can call in, by the way, 810 1984 This is a call in show. We will take calls. Calm Card Ken will take your calls. What you a, a question number. on his. Yeah, you like it? 
Yeah, Frank, the salt person pointed out the other day, when you don't have a call-in show, like with the cryptocurrency, Epic Cash, everybody wants bombed. to call in. And when you I say know. call in, you know, we're waiting for your call. Nobody does. Yeah. So don't call in. Do not call in. We will not take your call. We will refuse your call. We'll turn it down. So I think you open the show sometimes by saying what's been in the news that is uh, worthy of our rejection. And maybe everything is. When I jumped in, uh, Esoteric was talking about heart attacks, and I said, that's oh, yeah. the big thing right now. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. I, like, I like how you uh, exercise caution and you say, if we don't accept statistics and experts saying there's nothing to worry about, it's safe, we have to also exercise the same caution when the pendulum shifts and they start saying, this doctor says we've got a problem. Problem. This expert says uh, people are dying. We have to be very, very skeptical if we're true to a fakeology mindset. That is correct. But when I hear anecdotes uh, from people like Rick's friend, it does raise eyebrows. Now, normally, before this whole thing started, we wouldn't be sharing stories about heart attacks. Now, is that because they weren't happening or because it's probably not good form and or not really interesting? For instance, if someone we know is diagnosed with cancer, we don't go and share the story everywhere. But now, because that's all we talk about is vaccines, viruses, health, bad health, good health, uh, that's, that's all we talk about. And, um, As I was saying a moment ago, you have line. to go with what you can see and confirm yourself, and yeah. understand that they, 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 if they're smart, and we, I'm not smart, I'm not intelligent. If I were, I would want to control both sides of the, the argument. I would first divide the people, and I would support one side, and then I would support the other, and make sure. It was guard-railed and keep them in the sandbox. Hey, I agree. But I think things are something is happening. I, I know personally people with my own eyes yep. that uh, got cancer and then the horrible treatment that dis disfigures and poisons them. That's a real thing. So if, some, if you come to me with that kind of story, I'm going to probably believe it because mm -hmm. I know it's happening. I am sure it's happening. Now, and, if someone uh, comes to you and suggests that cancer can be caused by stress, can be caused by a lot of the th things that have been put upon us, out of control inflation, being locked down, losing your job, uh, um, I can't say that someone who is having cancer or is having heart pain or, you know, uh, uh, dying of a stress-related heart attack, was it from an injection or was it from what's being put upon us in this world? In other words, we are in the environment, like it or not. You were saying 
and a few others were saying, we don't have a filter of what goes into our subconscious. So if you see a movie, if you hear something on the radio, it goes in there. There is an effect. I believe that. And I say I believe it because I can't prove it with a peer-reviewed data study, but I believe it affects us when everybody is frightened or everybody is scared or um, they're doing these things where I might lose my job, I can't afford uh, to pay my bills, my family's going to starve. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear somebody talking in the background. Are you in a crowded room? I, I got to get the Wi-Fi where I can, man. And I'm sorry about the background noise. That's why I'm always muting the microphone. Uh, please accept Oh, I apology. just thought I heard something. Yeah, you're on the cheap Wi-Fi because you are a little choppy. Apologize to the listeners as well. That's okay. I just want to make sure I was. I want to confirm what I was hearing. Does that person next to you want to say something? It's so highly doubted, but you know, it's so funny if I, I just ask someone, "Hey, you want to speak on the uh, <laughs> the live stream for realology?" <laughs> you never know. I don't know. It'd be funny. I may. I may get the gumption to do it sometime. Yeah, she's cute. Bring her over. Let's hear it. I don't know. Uh, Ab, you might ask, uh, fake boobs or real boobs? <laughs> well, that would be kind of gauche. I never ask on the first date. <laughs> well, if we have another topic, let's go for it. If we can get a caller, let's have a caller. And if not, we'll have to try again very soon. Well, are you on the Fakeologist forums? Fakeologist.com forward slash forums too? I'm a lurker. I read those. I read the comments. And I don't know if you want my opinion or not, but I have maybe an opinion or two about some of the comments recently. Do you log in to the forum so you can keep track of what you read? No. No, your best and most regular users have had trouble with their uh, mail and their passwords and not being able to get back in. It's turned me off because I'm a Luddite. And if they can't do it, I know I'm going to have trouble. Yeah. I, I do. Well, like those forms. are like browser issues. So I think you could get in. I think it's easy. Go ahead and register if you want. Otherwise, it's okay. really hard to track what you've read and haven't read. Well, I might do it. I mean, I appreciate the invitation, and I do like the forums. And I also want to give some credit to Napoleon Wilson, who is... Oh, he doesn't need any more credit. Well, but actually, he's one of the people who has listened to and made remarks about my very brief comments here. And, you know... I want to return that favor. I, I appreciate that that he does. And he challenges people. You know how you used to say to uh, Frank, like, you got to get on the forums, and he didn't do it, he didn't do it, and finally he did it. And you said, yay for doing that. 
Napoleon Wilson's one of the guys who's always saying, if you're going to be on the Discord, you should read the forums. You should. Uh, yeah, he's right. Know and yes. I want to. I want to re respect that. And, and if he's listening, and I think he will, because he does, I want to, you know, commend him. And I think he's absolutely down, correct. Yes. Yes. Even and Rick, so with though. Your, Rick doesn't mm -hmm. read the blog, and he doesn't read the forums. What are we going to do with Rick? He's a regular. How can we get him? He he's spending he all his time even listening go to, to other. He doesn't even go to FacoTube. Yes, he's not a great fakeologist, but he does do good audio. What do we do with Rick? Let's start at the beginning. Well, he innovated something recently. I think you noticed it, where he will take up and read something to introduce. And he has the, the background and the reputation that he can do that. In my humble opinion, if you invite some of the fakeologists to start a little show and say, you know, let's have 10-minute fakeology uh, submissions. And someone comes in and says, here's something I read and I want to read it to you and please comment and go to the forum and respond. Or come and make a recording response. Think you would get much more participation. People are passive because they think no one cares what they think or what they're doing. And Rick is saying, well, here's something I came across and I want to share it with you. And people are responding to that. You know, it's personalized. Well, Cop Card Ken, what fakeologist sites do you go to? Go ahead. <laughs> I, I go to fakeologist.com as a little okay. plug. And um, until recently uh, I used Reddit a lot, but Reddit has been getting worse and worse about censoring and a lot of people that I like and care about have gotten, you know, treated badly there. I'm mostly done with mainstream media unless I'm looking for what they're talking about. IPS uh, brings that up. And other than that, you know, I want, I want to talk to real people because the sites are filled with bots and they're filled with propaganda pushes and narratives. And if I can't hear your voice or you don't have any time for me and my voice, I'm done with it. And that's why I'm here. This is my number one place right now because... Oh, nice. Sometimes, the Discord. Sometimes, yeah, I can get here and feel like I'm talking to a real person. If I'm on uh, some website where comments are being loaded and votes are being tallied, I have little reassurance that I'm dealing with real people. I believe you're a real person who is where you say you are and does what you say you do. And the same is true of Rick and Frank, even Rolo. I think you're real. And that is a rare thing right now. And I'm grasping. 
Give people a voice. Do you go to fakotube.com? I do. But as I told you uh, last time you asked me about that, I don't think it works as well as you hope it would. I think it's not that well working of a site. What's wrong with it? It works beautiful for me. Sometimes I can't, I can't get it or doesn't love it. Maybe it's my problem. Maybe I have bad connection and bad devices. That's probably the real, real explanation. Well, what, what is it doing? Let's troubleshoot. Um, I mean, actually, you want me to to try to go on it right now? Yeah, go for it. No, oh, let's see if I can do that. Just a moment. I'm in a noisy place. It's not very quiet. Yeah. Yeah, see, like it's low right now. Is there any particular video you want me to try to pull up? Well, just play the last one I uploaded, I guess. All right, here we go. Now, the top thing that's on the page is Luke Lies. That's two years ago. That's not the latest. Was Damar Hamlin's injury a script ritual? Yeah. All right. I'll give you my first impression. The thumbnails for the videos are very small. And if someone does not have good eyesight or vision, it strains the eyes. That's my first impression. Like if you had bigger thumbnails and bigger text, it might be more inviting to people who aren't 2020 vision, you know, Boy Scouts or something. All right, second, I've clicked on this thing four or five times and it's still not coming up. So I'm having a very long delay or lag to get the video to pull up. Oh, wow. I clicked it about. Right. Well, every video on Rumble up. doesn't start for me for 10 seconds either. So Rumble is a major going concern, and I'm just a small fry. One of the things you said on oh. the last podcast was uh, positive or negative, good or bad. People can get yeah, that's okay. Yeah, okay. The problem with health and with tech is there's just too many variables to try and figure out. I can only give you a couple tips, but because I don't know everything about your tech or your health, there's just it's just there's just no way to advise anybody. Cannot advise you. Okay with if you're okay with the play by play, I'm giving you the play by play of a poor luddite with bad technology and why I don't spend more time on fakeologists. If it's helpful, great. If it's not helpful, screw me, you know? It's okay, calm. Don't worry. Stay calm. All right. I'll try. So the next thing is I pulled up the video and something popped up at the bottom of my screen, which is not unusual. It says, this website uses cookies so we can provide you with the best user experience. Without these cookies, the website simply would not work. A paranoid person like me is a little put off. After the break, Ab and Calm.
Sunday, the 15th of January, and the year they're calling 2023, you're listening to the fakeologist Aberato discussing with Calm Card Kin uh, best ways to maximize fakeologist FACOTube for the best experience. Yeah. So, if and we also have like Gilded, me, we have Discord, and Telegram. Yes. Try them all. I should. If anybody's like me and gets this little bottom pop-up and says, press I agree on the button, if it's anybody else but you, I'd probably say, no, I don't agree. I'm out of yeah. here because I don't want to agree to cookies. And someone else would say, well, if you know your computer and technology, you disable it or you do this to that. I don't know that. I don't know how to do that. So it, it pushes me away. But I'm going to agree. Yeah, don't, don't be afraid of cookies. <laughs> All right. Next, uh, we've got a pretty good uh, size screen uh, coming up. Damar's injury was a ritual. Nice graphics. Uh, black yeah, I have nothing to do with those things, by the way. Those are imported okay. videos, Calm Card Ken. I don't have anything to do with the, uh, right. the thumbnails or anything, very, just, just so you know. Yeah, very similar to YouTube, which is nice yeah. if someone's coming to you from YouTube and says, oh, no, this looks, this looks close. Like, I can yeah. see related videos. I've got some information below it. Now, I go below, and it says, you must log in to comment on videos. Fair enough. But if I'm someone like me who's paranoid, and I'm paranoid, I might think, do I want to log in? Is this a problem? Like, you know, if it would say you can read comments, and if you want to comment, log in to comment. But it just shows like there's nothing unless I want to give information. So that's a little bit where I'm coming from. That's off-putting for the calm card, Ken. Calm card, Ken, and if I'm the only guy like this, sorry, world. Other than that, it's a very nice-looking design. I think it's very neat and clean. It looks like there's something at the top where you can click for your language, which I think is appreciated because you have uh, an international audience. You have people listening from all around the world. And um, it's, it's, it's very attractive. Just the cookies and the login and things like that are where I didn't jump right away onto it. Now you have my review. And the fakeologist has muted himself. He may be uh, working. 
he has to do that from time to time. I appreciate his asking me for feedback, which I gave honestly, directly. There was the good, there was the bad, there was the ugly. We invite anyone who wants to call in or join in on the Discord. Please feel free. Is anyone up for a bit of humor? Send in your best jokes. Send in your worst jokes. I'll start. Three conspiracy theorists walk into a bar. <laughs> That's a good one. Vince. <laughs> did, you, did you say that before the punchline? Oh, there's a punchline? I thought that was the punchline. Three conspiracists walk Three conspiracy theorists walk into a bar, you give a pause, and you say, you can't tell me that. That's just a coincidence. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, is this dad joke? Are we doing dad jokes now? We are doing dad jokes. Give us a dad joke, Aberato. I don't have one. I'm not good with remembering jokes, because most of them are not funny, so I don't have to remember them. Anyway, let's carry on with um, Faco Tube. I put a bunch of videos because now we're getting even um, Peggy Hall deconstructing the uh, fake football injury story, the Masonic ritual. It's it's great. We have all now these health right people that are really now fakeologists because of the coronavirus hoax. It's really great. We would never have yeah, gotten Peggy Hall that, talking about football. But the embedded numbers, as uh, you were pointing out last time, they can't help themselves, no. or maybe they were required to do it. You know, the one person standing is the 33. <laughs> the the uh, amount of time they're doing uh, CPR compressions, all of that. Yeah, if you are doing CPR for nine minutes and not getting anywhere, you've probably killed the guy by breaking his ribs and puncturing his heart. Um, not a great idea, now, especially if they have the AED machines, which, by the way, they were pushing them before the coronavirus hoax started. And I actually was participating in what I thought was a really good idea. And that is to identify and locate all the AED machines wherever you go. Like if you're like me and drive around in different places, um, you can. There was an app that they were trying to develop where you could pinpoint where an AED machine was. For instance, I, I work in a huge warehouse. Now, I'm pretty sure there's an AED machine there. But I'm not sure where in the warehouse it is. So if it's not at hand, accessible within a minute, it's completely useless. If the batteries are dead in it, it's completely useless. So this app was meant to help locate AED machines right down to the corner of a building. So you could find them. And I thought that was a great idea. Now, this is, again, before the coronavirus hoax started. Right. And I was doing yeah. my best to treasure hunt these AED machines. So before and, um, we had all of the, uh, you know, 
9-11 stuff, we were prepped for security theater in the airports and so on. My question to anyone listening and to you is, if they know we're going to get into, as we said, the theme is heart attacks, myocarditis, set up to get people ready for, yeah, we need these things in every building in case someone has a heart attack. We need to get people used to the idea that it could happen to anyone, anywhere, and it's no big deal. It's it's nothing uh, unusual because you know for years before this was something we prepared. Now, I have never, never seen one of these AED machines used. But it might be nice if people are going to start dropping dead or having heart attacks or whatever. That we say, oh, yeah, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, always had these things. And, of course, we're prepared for it. We're prepared for it mentally and psychically. You see what I'm saying? Well, well, even before the coronavirus hoax, heart attacks, heart disease is and was the number one killer. Now, what causes... When did you ever see someone defibrillate someone in public health? Oh, never. Like they're doing sports fields now with high school and college athletes. Well, of course, never. But And, and of course, it's most likely the quack scene that's doing it. There's no, no issue mm-hmm. for me believing that. I, I believe that's those stories. Some of them, not all of them, but I believe them right. in general. Now, here's the thing with that uh, NFL football player. And I think people called it, and it was a good idea. They said, watch if he doesn't come out of the hospital three days later. He didn't. But I was listening to some news report, and they said three days after leaving the hospital, He's reported to the team, you know, and so the whole death and resurrection was just delayed in a very clever way if those news reports are true. It's a ritual. Oh, there's there's just too many things. Before, if we only had a few things, we could uh, ignore it. But now, no, 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 this is... This is off the charts. They're just going out of their way to promote this stuff. So the media, if the media is promoting something to the top, then we know there's a huge agenda and it's most likely fake. A meta conspiracy is that they're actually testing year by year how much dumber the general populace is going back for a couple of decades, what people will accept on face value. And they're finding there's there's no bottom. Like, they can say or do anything, and it will be accepted just because it's reported. It used to be on um, television. Now it's internet. And I find it hard to dispute that, that they could say anything right now, and it would be accepted. And anyone who disagreed with it would be pariah. 
Yeah. So, uh, whatever they've been up to, it's working very well. Always has, and I guess it will continue to, but they are generating new skeptics by the week. You just have to go on Twitter, and I do follow and look at a lot of profiles to try and see if I'm looking at a bot or not. Yeah, that's the thing. Once more, like if they want to give the other side of it so they can introduce this solution, and they say, no, people are rejecting it, they're fighting back, they're outraged, and something must be done. We have to maintain our skepticism if we're not to be fooled. Yeah, And that's why I say speak to humans, speak face-to-face, speak by voice as long as we can. I do not trust any more online this profile, this avatar, this comment. The hardest part is when it agrees. Someone, I think it's a person, is 100% in agreement with what I've been begging people to listen to and think about. That may not be a person. That may be a foil. Yeah, I agree. Right. So people who say the tide is turning, that could be a false optimism. The tide is turning in the mainstream dialogue right now, absolutely. But I don't know how much of that is real people. I'm sorry to say people I know and love and talk to in person have been on the other side of this, and they will not accept uh, what we have been trying to tell them. Even when the, 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 in front of their face, it's obvious that something very nefarious has taken place. They can't do it. So I don't have too much hope for, you know, the tide is turning on the internet. I need to see it with the people I meet in real life. Sorry to be so skeptical. No, I'm not sorry. I am skeptical. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, that's not. good. You have to be. Yep. Any other things we should discuss? My stomach's starting to growl, and I think I might get something to eat in a moment. Oh, okay. Is it time for dinner? It uh, could be breakfast, could be dinner, could be lunch. We don't know where Calm Card Ken is, but uh, Calm Card Ken. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean someone's not following you. I'll tell you a quick joke. A guy went to a psychiatrist because he was uh, feeling paranoid, and after seven years, a psychiatrist says, uh, "You know, I don't need to treat you anymore." Patient says. I guess that's great. You mean I'm cured? I'm not paranoid anymore? Shrink says no. Says after uh, talking to you for seven years, I've realized they are out to get you. <laughs> Nothing I can do for you. That's funny. I chuckled. You got a joke well, for us, uh, fake knowledges, before we go? I still don't have a joke. You asked me a minute ago, I don't have a joke. I'm not a jokester. So, we've got the list of things Ab doesn't do. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't want coffee. And now he doesn't tell jokes. 
Oops. No. If you, if you, yeah, that's a long list of things I don't do, but of course, what I do do is the Fakeologist site, fakeologist.com, fakeotube.com. That's wonderful. Uh, that and your pro energy. Yes. And, I'm and you appreciate guy. natural breasts. Well, yeah, I worry for the health of the woman and their older age. You know, you just gave me a chilling thought. They do so much of this to women. They're probably coming after the boys next to do some kind of artificial uh, changes or alterations. Women have been going oh, yeah. through for a long time. I just had the chilling thought from what you said that the next thing is boys need enhancement, augmentations, surgery or whatever. God help us. You won't be going for that? I will not be going for that. But you are going you know, for uh, your breakfast now. I'm 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 actually going to finish this booze because I'm a big drinker. Oh, and are you really? <laughs> what are you drinking tonight? As usual, I'm drinking vodka, vodka and soda. I recommend it oh. highly. Any of you who are getting headaches from beer, as Ab, as um, Frank said. Or any of you who are having ill effects from cheap wine, as Esoteric Rick said, get yourself a good vodka, get yourself a nice soda, and enjoy the benefits of clean and clear. If people want to Do you eat talk clean, more clearly when you're uh, lubricated? Are you like Rolo? I'm very shy when I haven't had a drink, and I probably would just keep my microphone muted and listen if I hadn't had a drink. That's the truth. But you'd I'm, get I'm along well with Rolo, shy. wouldn't you? Rolo, uh, I don't know if Rolo's listening or not. I sent Rolo a press a long time ago, and I have tried many times to engage with Rolo's comments, even on the other server, and uh, send things I think he'd like. So, Rolo, if you don't hate me or you're not avoiding me, uh, please uh, set me straight because I think you talk to everybody but me, and I'm a big fan of yours. Wow, that's pretty good. Are you on his server? Yep. The Rick and Rolo Discord server? I am. Yep. And as uh, Rick has been saying for several podcasts, he's Really doing fantastic with his uploads and his engagement. He'll talk to everybody but me. Wow. Did you ask him what it was or he won't talk to you to tell it what, what it is? That's the break. Cabin. Would you like to support Fakeologist.com and all the content we're creating? We operate on the value for value principle, where you pay whatever you can for whatever value you feel you've received. We accept donations in almost every form from PayPal to Bitcoin. Please go to Fakeologist.com forward slash donate for your payment options. Thank you for your support. Listen here. Yeah. Money. 
to say for someone who appreciates a good voice and a good microphone, you sound perfect on that. Uh, Aw, thank you, Calm Card Ken. That's kind. Yep, dulcet tones indeed. <clears throat> oh, that's very kind. Just to go back to your question about uh, Rolo and me, uh, one yeah, of the only, I think the only call we were ever on together. Rolo was maybe on bottle three of vodka. And <laughs> earlier, my uh, voice twin, uh, Resma Jeff, had been on the call. And so he left the call. I came onto the call, and Rolo kept thinking I was Resma Jeff. And Esoteric was saying, that's a different person. This is not the same person. I don't know. That's that's the only interaction I've had where maybe Rolo, I may I got off on the wrong foot, bad start because I said I'm not that guy. <laughs> but I'd like to bury the hatch. I'm one of the big fans of Rolo. Or maybe he didn't like. I used to say uh, when people said, "Are you drinking in Concord? Can have you been drinking?" Yeah, what are you drinking, vodka? I'm Rolo Jr. Maybe I was a uh, stolen valor. And I have no right to invoke the name. That's another hypothesis. All right. <laughs> well. Shall we call it? Yeah. We can call it. Thank you for joining. Good chatting I really with you. Appreciate the honor and opportunity of speaking to esteemed psychologists. Well, make sure you spread and propagate the formula. So make sure you drop links wherever you go. Maybe let the people around you know that there's the website in the cafe that you're in, or the library, or the other. I know yes. you're in a public space. So as much flack as you get about the Discord from the other true blue fakeologists, from my perspective, yeah. this is where you're going to get new people if people can come in and talk. And as yeah. uh, you were saying a or so ago, if we don't shut them down immediately and gatekeep them and give them purity tests, I think it will grow because people... I'll say it a third time or a fourth time. They want to talk to other people. They want to hear a voice. Yeah. They're tired of whatever the hell is going on on these websites, which are the new mainstream media. We have to connect with each other. Good thought, Cam. Thank Good you thought. For this possible. Yep. Well, and I'll be I'll, I'll see about the forums. You know, that's a good suggestion. Everyone who's listening who's shy, sign up and write a comment on the forums. You know, and when we get a chance, let's let's hear let's hear a voice. We won't go uh, we won't go down without a fight. Good thought. Good thought. What will you be listening to next? As far as uh, ACT stuff or as far as music? <laughs> no, ACT, I don't care. About I don't, 
TV anymore. Yeah. Um, I check every day on Podcast Attic if there's a fake upload, and that's my first go-to. Oh, wow. And that's very kind. Very kind. It is. Uh, you're, you're the only one uh, who does that. As I said, I used to do IPS. They got blitzed out of... Uh, you know, being on Podcast Addict, so you're the last man standing. Oh, that's good. Well, that's good. <laughs> I'll try and give you more entertaining content if I can. I appreciate everything you're doing, Ed. Thank you. Good I appreciate that. All right. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Be well. Be well. That's all, folks.